93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday. It is May 30th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Residents in the Delaware Valley got another round of severe weather that wreaked havoc on the nation. Uh, the nation. The region. <laughs> well, they, I'm sure there were storms all around the nation, Kathy. There were. The Midwest got a hit, too. Yeah, so, okay. yeah. yeah you know. Yeah. Uh, residents in Lehigh County were greeted to a massive hailstorm. Some, again, with a ping-pong ping pong, uh, size hail. I'm sure they're ping-pong balls as well. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Start over. Here we go. Here we go is right. Uh, we got some some <laughs> of the ping, the ping pong. Ping pong, of course, the panda at the zoo is uh, was affected by the storm as well. <laughs> that's kind of the, that's the noise that uh, Ricochet Rabbit used yeah. to make. Ping pong, ping. Okay, the wind that's an ra- old cartoon for those who don't know. Go that's ahead. a sound many described as being similar to that made of Ricochet Rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Woody Woodpecker was known to go. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. Always storms correlate to cartoons. We go down to Jimmy Lashevsky <laughs> outside of the Pentagon. <laughs> the winds ramped up by early evening, bringing down trees and power lines in other parts of the region. In Chester, Montgomery County's residents flooded 911 dispatchers. I was actually on the road right when it started to pour. And talk about flash flooding. I, yeah. There were points where I was like, I don't know if I should drive through this or what to do. And I was right in Conjahawkin. I, I don't know about you, but yesterday's storms in my general area were more impactful by far. And, and, yeah, me too, and than the, the day before. Right, and yeah. the emergency alert or the emergency uh, notifications kept going off. Yeah. I have the Apple Watch, the iPhone, my, all the phones, all the computers. It was very loud. You mentioned being in the car, Kathy. Yesterday was the first time my son has had the oh, no. uh, super-duper bad weather yeah. driving experience. You know how it is when yeah. you, when it's so bad that you can't see. Can't see, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he had that experience. It was uh, it was freaky. Did he have know? to pull over? Yeah, yeah. Good, because so know. many people don't do that. They try to... if. If you are that thrown off, just pull over and wait it out. You have to sometimes. We didn't really get hit that bad where we were. But uh, what's funny is my wife actually pulled over. She was at my daughter's track practice, and she just hates lightning and thunder and all that sort of stuff. So I'm I'm, I'm texting her. I'm like, I'm I'm literally standing in the middle of our street. Like, you, you can drive home. Like, it's not raining or whatever. If she felt uncomfortable, better to just not. Push it. There were flash floods and down trees and wires throughout the area. A number of schools are actually closed today because of power outages and some on a two-hour delay. Pico is reporting 5,000 without power in Bucks County, 6,000 in Montgomery County, and about 2,000 in Philadelphia. At least three tornadoes touched down Tuesday during these strong storms. The National Weather Service confirmed that an EF2 tornado touched down in Morgantown, Berks County, Tuesday night. An EF2 tornado ranges in speed from 111 to 135 miles per hour. Marissa and I were watching video yesterday of a tree that was just uprooted with, like, one gust of wind. Wow. Whole tree came out of the ground. There were no reports of any injuries in both storms, but it looks like the rain is not over. Another line of storms may be moving through the heart of our area uh, today. Not until later. They're saying, like, around 6 o'clock, I think. Wow. (laughs) That's ricochet around. (laughs) The sound of pong balls rattled around the Delaware Valley. (laughs) 
We go down to Ricochet Rabbit outside of the Pentagon. <laughs> so awesome. Sorry. Uh, this is this is a terrible story. A young fan was taken to the oh, hospital yeah. after getting struck by a foul ball during Wednesday night's game between the Chicago Cubs and the Houston Astros. Cubs outfielder uh, Albert Almaro Jr. hit a line drive in the fourth inning into the field level stands down the third baseline where it hit a little girl. Uh, he immediately put his hands on his head and it took a, a couple of steps towards the seats. He then fell to his knees near home plate and was consoled by uh, two teammates. Albert is an emotional young man with children, so that made it even uh, more real for him. Joe Madden said, I understood exactly what he was going through right there. It's it's so hard to watch the footage because your heart just goes oh out God. for this guy. Oh. And and uh, there was a, 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 a Brian Gumble show on HBO, the sports show, mm-hmm. did a whole, virtually a whole episode based on this one issue of sure. extending the nets because... You know, well, they do it in Japan. Yeah, a guy brought a guy had a. Now this is a four year old, but the guy at one of the events, one of the the, the baseball games, had a baby in his lap mm. that got clipped with the ball. What do they know. do in Japan, Case? They have uh, a net that goes all the way down, all the, the way foul, down, yeah, all the way down to the the foul pole. Uh, it took several minutes for El Mora, who appeared to be crying, to compose himself and continue at bat. Players from both teams appeared shaken up by the scene. El Mora uh, still looked to be on the verge of tears after the game. The girl was picked up by a man who appeared to be with her, and he dashed up the stairs not long after she was struck. After the game, the Astros issu- issued a statement saying the fan was taken to the hospital, but they didn't disclose any further details on her condition. El Mora said that he received unofficial updates on her condition, but was advised not to share any details. He says, right now, I'm just praying. I'm speechless. He said, I'm at a loss of words, being a father of two boys, but God willing, I'll be able to have a relationship with this little girl for the rest of my life. Wow. But just prayers right now, and that's all I can really control. Yeah, I read a little further into it. The the, the catcher went over and got the ball, so there was no blood on the ball. There was no blood in the seat area. The the uh, uh, the, the usher had to console him as well, because he went over there to see what she, she okay. saw. Aww. And when she said, look, he, she was awake and crying and everything, he just broke down emotionally and started crying. She had to hug him and everything. I was... It really affected it oh, yeah. just devastating. The, the, the Daily Mail was reporting this morning that the the child is all right. Was you know obviously hit with the ball and that you know. Do we know where lump. on her body though? Her like, head was it? Her it was definitely her head. Yeah, that's what I, that's what they said in the article. But again, obviously, there's a whole bunch of information circulating around. But and I think the Associated Press was got a picture, and you can you know you can see her crying. She is awake, yeah. but yeah, she was she was crying. Obviously, two people were rescued from their capsized boat 65 miles off the coast of Atlantic City Wednesday night. It was close to midnight when they were rescued. They had been clinging to their boat for about three hours. The U.S. Coast Guard, based in Atlantic City, was able to locate the man and woman. They were. Just discovered floating on their capsized boat with just their clothes on their back. They were not wearing life vests. Conditions were stormy. The Coast Guard speculates the pair was blown off the deck by high winds. When the boat flipped over, they were able to swim back to the overturned boat. A Coast Guard helicopter lifted the man and woman from the capsized boat. Uh, They were taken to Atlanticare Regional Medical Center mainland campus for treatment. There's no word on their condition. Could you imagine being stranded 65 miles on land from somewhere you're supposed to be (laughs) and just having to deal with the fact that we have to walk that far? (laughs) Put it in water. You you can't. That's I can't even. That's insanely far. Absolutely, and yes. nothing, and and no, and I, my my. I would immediately look at the other persons and start thinking, where do I start eating on this person? Because <laughs> yeah, because I'm going to have to eat this person. I wow. told you guys this before. It was years ago, but my dad took my two brothers sailing oh, yeah. and never checked the weather, and like a, sto- a massive storm came through. <laughs> they were spinning in circles. My brother said, "I thought this is it. Like this yeah. is where all three of us are going to die." There's so many things that play with your mind. You can't judge. 
distance. You, I mean, in the yeah. way they were, 65 miles out. You, there's and then my bro- nothing. My you, you have no, nothing to fix on. Well, and my brother said it got dark. So, like, they yeah. could see land, but then it got dark, and they were like, wait a minute. Like, And then you just completely get lost. Fortunately, they ended up crashing ashore. And oh this woman God. who owned, like, a bed and breakfast <laughs> helped them and was like, come inside. Didn't you check the weather? And my dad was like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you look just like the guy in the AHA video. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, your mom didn't check the weather. I'm so surprised that oh she didn't have. Uh... It was like you don't understand. It was like the biggest thing. She was so <laughs> mad at them. <laughs> my dad. He took both my brothers. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's do sports this morning. <laughs> Bryce Harper hit his 10th home run, his 200th career double, and drove in four. And the Phillies beat the St. Louis Cardinals 11 to 4 following a rain delay. Nice. <laughs> Following a rain delay last night at the ballpark, Harper had his second straight multi-hit, multi-RBI game against the Cardinals. Aaron Nola struck out eight over seven innings to improve it to 6-0. Scott Kingery and Michael Franco hit back-to-back homers in the fifth, and Andrew McCutcheon added a two-run shot two batters later. The Phils will go for the sweep as the series wraps up this afternoon. Really? Dakota yeah. Hudson will get the start for the Cardinals, and Jared Eikhoff pitches for the Phils. Game time is at 105. After clanging the potential winner off the post in the final two minutes of regulation, Blues defense Carl Gunnarsson scored on a delay penalty three minutes and 51 into overtime to give St. Louis a 3-2 win over the Boston Bruins and tie the Stanley yes, Cup final nice. at one game apiece. Jordan Bington made 21 saves and Robert Bortuzzo and Vladimir Tarasenko scored in regulation to send the game into the championship series in overtime for the first time since 2016. Game three is Saturday night in St. Louis. And in the NBA Finals, uh, they begin tonight. And for the first time in league history, they'll start in Canada. The Eastern Conference Championship Toronto Raptors will host the defending NBA champs, the Golden State Warriors. Tip-off is scheduled for 9 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome, friends. Thursday morning. Preston Steve radio program. Uh, we have some stuff going on. I guess we should take care of business first and find out who our coolest teacher of the year uh, is from Lower Moreland High School. We uh, had drawn the name randomly and thrown it out there for students to text in and let us know who they thought the coolest teacher of the past year was. And we we have a winner. Oh. And I am happy to say that the winner of the coolest teacher award from Lower Moreland High School is Miss and I'm going to mess up her last name. I'll do my best. Chelsea Daner. Miss or Mrs. Chelsea Daner is a music teacher, by oh, the way. That's her first. That is correct. And uh, she does all kinds of stuff. I've, uh, Marissa did some uh, research on her. and she's What a, trip did she take the students on? Uh, that's a good question. I'll have to ask. But she is a marathoner. Wow. Uh, she practices yoga. There's pictures of her doing uh, yoga, like up on a mountaintop or something. Wow. Like that. She is part of the Hoppin' John Orchestra, which is a band. Oh, cool. Uh-huh. Horns and stuff. And uh, she's uh, she teaches concert choir, singing, vocalization, piano lab, and she's musical theater as well. Ooh. This is really cool. I've always loved that name, Chelsea. Uh, that's great. Is your dog's My name My dog's Chelsea? name is Chelsea, yes. And Chelsea was uh, Jane Fonda in All Golden Pond. Right? That's she right. The daughter, yeah, that, right? Hey. Yeah, so happy birthday, Chelsea. Yeah. No. It's the old bitch pick the name. Well, she did She, she did, did a good, good job. job. Yeah. Uh, so, Chelsea, Chelsea Daner, congratulations. You are the coolest teacher. 
As far as the kids go at Laura Moreland High School, we would love to hear from you wow. at some point this morning. Feel free to give us a call. We're looking at a picture. I assume this is her uh, with a whole bunch of other yogaites. Yogis. Yeah, uh, yep. doing a, uh, a whole bunch of uh, different moves <laughs> yeah. in front of that what appears cool. to be the uh, the Capitol. It's the Capitol building, and they're yeah, they're doing all kinds of uh, poses, which is kind of interesting. I'm wondering which one is her. But, Do you think uh, it just happened like in the moment? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. look posed yeah. at all. It, it wasn't yeah. like one, two, three, go. It does, it's not like 15 people... Posing specifically, yeah. but anyhow, um, we are going to give her the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug, and we're also going to give her a $50 whatacrockmeals.com gift card. So, some good eats for her. So, we'd love to hear from her this it, morning. It's a perfect example. I, I had what I would believe uh, to be a sort of inferior music teacher when I was in elementary school who, mm-hmm. who shunted an instrument off on me that I did not want. And I, I regret not getting that much more into music. And I think that uh, was the flashpoint you know, for me. Unfortunately, that happens a lot yeah. when they just like everybody wants to play trumpet or drums or something like that. And <laughs> yeah. they just they can't they have to they got to they got to shuffle off the uh, you know, somebody's got to play the I, oboe. Man. And it's true. Yeah, and I got stuck with the trump freaking bone. That's actually a yeah. pretty hot instrument. It, it, it's it, not the one you wanted to play. When though. it's bigger than you, yes. <laughs> it's a bit of an issue. And usually, you ride the school bus. People who get stuck with the bassoon or the tuba are usually the ones that are like, oh, man, I got to play this. I actually think tuba is pretty awesome. But nonetheless. But you don't have to carry it from the bus to the to That's your house. true. Yeah. That's the crappy part about it. All right. Well, Casey's turn Woo-hoo! to choose the next school. And by the way, nothing against the oboe and the No, uh, they're the all bassoon. wonderful. They're wonderful instruments. All right, Casey. I want to knock the brass. <laughs> you okay? Yeah. Okay. They're just not sexy. All right. Let's yes. see what you got here. Okay. What school's next, man? We are. Kathy? Yes. Going to Bucks County. Okay. We're going to Council Rock North. Wow. Council Rock North. All right. Sounds good. I think think there was a question in uh, Buxco versus Delco. We did something about Council Rock. Something about Council Rock there was. All right. Well, let's find out who the coolest teacher of the year has been at Council Rock North. Uh, Text us. The word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 39333, and let us know who uh, we should give the award to. It's all up to you. You have about 24 hours to do it. One vote per phone number. So text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. Anything notable, uh, Nick, that you've come up with? Our buddy Jay Wright is a graduate of Council Rock North. Oh, notable alum. That is one to stick in the cap. That's a, that's a great feather in the cap for those guys. Alright, well we'll find out. Uh, meanwhile, on the show we are going to have uh, Heather McDonald from Helium. She's going to be at Helium Comedy Club uh, and we'll be in town uh, tonight, tomorrow, and Saturday. So just heads up on that. Uh, let's take a break because I have a lot of entertainment report stuff to get to, and I want to do that along with stupid questions and giveaways. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay with us on this morning drive in. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Stephen Singer's Ready for Love Diamond Engagement Rings are ready to go. Stephen has the perfect ring for you at the perfect price. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I'm going to ask a stupid question, and uh, then we have our coolest teacher. Oh, so, wow. So we will meet them, and uh, we got to move things along here. So the question I have for you, by the way, we're going to give away a $25 Wawa gift card. Also a Wawa lanyard and Wawa t-shirt, and uh, you could win a trip as well. So the question I have for you, production on the film Gone Girl, 
mm-hmm. which came out in 2014, had to be shut down for four days because Ben Affleck refused to wear what on film? 215263 WMMR. Uh, I'll tell you this. That's a good question. Uh, should I give you even no, a little? No. Uh, no. Leave no. it at that. Okay. We'll leave it at that. Production had to be shut down on Gone Girl because Ben Affleck refused to wear what on film? 215263 WMMR. Let's talk to our coolest teacher. Then we'll go through the birthdays and uh, we will get an answer. Uh, we were looking for Lower Moreland High School to let us know who the coolest teacher was, and they sure did. It is a music teacher, and I'm going to do my best with her name, and it is Chelsea Daner, who is on the line Yay! this morning. Did I, get your na- did I get your last name right, Chelsea? It's Daner, but I, you know, I'll answer to however you say it. The Daner. That sounds like a nickname. Daner's in the house. Yo, what's up, She's doing Diener. yoga. Oh, by the way, <laughs> do the students just call you by your last name, or do they uh, call you... They call me Miss Deaner, yeah. Miss Deaner, okay. All right, yes. well, how long have yeah. you been at uh, Laura Moreland, Miss Deaner? Um, I've been there over the last sev- six years for the last seven years. There was a year in between I was up at Stockton Valley. Okay, all right. And uh, so you're a music teacher. Uh, you've, uh, you're also, we, we saw a little bit of information about you. You run marathons, you do yoga, you're in a, uh, I guess, a band, the Hoppin' John Orchestra. Tell us about the band. Yeah, you guys make me sound so incredible. <laughs> <laughs> how about that? Yeah, the band, they've been around for 20 years, and about 11 years ago, I started singing with them. My um, college jazz teacher got me involved, Tony Garrow, with Michael Hood, who's the leader. And we play in Philly, um, in Bethlehem, you know, different areas, and it's incredible. It's this nice addition to my life that I get to sing in. So with the, yo- with the yoga and stuff, do you teach do you teach yoga to the students at uh, at the school, or have you ever... Well, yeah, funny I- you should ask. I just got certified in that last summer, so this past these past two weeks, the gym teacher had me come and do a couple yoga classes. And it's not like the lay down and sleep kind of yoga. It's like, you know, let's let's move our bodies. But the kids responded well to it and inquired. They're like, let's do yoga. Yeah, yoga, uh-huh. yoga's, yeah. yoga's come into its own. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, it's, yeah. So you're doing the hard <laughs> work one all right <laughs> you know preston does it as well by the way so uh and so does kathy yeah so so oh, maybe maybe they'll join your class one i day. prefer the laying on the floor version <laughs> yeah <laughs> Not me. Oh, no, there's definitely some laying on the floor involved yeah. all right as long nice. as you're laying on the floor we're in uh and by the way did you take any we, we found a common thing is uh teachers have been taking their kids on the trips and they've been winning the coolest teacher did you guys have any trips this year we did. In the beginning of April, we went to Nashville, our whole music department. There you go. Party city wow. of the nation, Kathy tells <laughs> How us. How do you make it back? There's, yeah. there's a big feather in your cap. I yeah. just got back on uh, on Monday night, and uh, yeah, it was it was one for the books, for sure. And you said you learned oh all God. about music while you were there, Kathy, right? Listen, we listened to a lot of music. We did. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, well, Chelsea, what's up for the summer? Anything good coming up? Um, the past few summers, I've been, like, traveling abroad with kids and yoga teacher training. And this summer, I want to, like, relax, walk my dog, take my grandmother's to lunch, plan nice. for next year, and, like, okay. be a normal human. Well, you deserve it because you're the coolest teacher. Yeah, by Apparently, far. Apparently. I feel yeah. I feel very honored. I, if I may say, I'm, I'm so blessed and lucky. I have incredible colleagues, amazing students. I feel really lucky to, to do what I do and work where I work. Awesome. All right. As a little memento, we have the uh, President Steve Coolest Teacher of the Year coffee mug. We're going to give you a $50 Water Crock Meals gift card for some good eats. And uh, we hope oh that you. Oh, my Yes. Yeah. Yes, you. I'm, like, shaking. I'm freaking out. This is so amazing. <laughs> That's great. Well, we hope you have a wonderful summer. Congratulations. And thanks for doing such a great job, Chelsea. Yeah, thank you so much for acknowledging us. We appreciate it. Us Absolutely. teachers out here. No problem. <laughs> Let's hear it for the Dina. Yeah. Yeah. Right, way to go, Dina. 
Chelsea Diener. All right. The next school is uh, Council Rock North in Newtown, PA, Bucks County. So get on it. That could be your teacher talking to us tomorrow morning. Text word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. And uh, we give you about 24 hours to do that one vote per number. By the way, uh, Marissa has highlighted some of her favorite uh, names that have been texted in, and I have a whole list. Of oh, them, awesome! We have to go through that uh, to run by you a little bit later on. You guys will enjoy. Yeah, right, let me zip right through these birthdays because I have a lot of stuff to get to and not a whole lot of time. Uh, today is Thursday, May thirtieth. Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, audio slave, great guitar player, innovator, uh, very socially active. He is fifty-five years old today. Uh, CeeLo Green, uh, the singer of Gnarls Barkley. He did the song F.U., of course, as well. What's he up to? Is he just producing them? That's a good question. Um, he was the original judge on The Voice. Uh, was he? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, he's celebrating his 45th birthday day. Is this... Uh, yep. Yeah. It's the chicken version. A favorite of Gene Simmons. Would it be wild if they still included F.U. in this version? <laughs> uh, yeah, just... That's all... The only human English. just says F.U. Yeah. Uh, 45 today. Then you have uh, Nikki Topper Heaton, who's a drummer of The Clash. Of course. 64 today. Actor Colm Meany. Great uh, actor. You remember from uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. A great movie called The Commitments that he's in. He's, he's also uh, still works a lot today. Tolkien, he's in that movie, which is out in theaters now. He was in a great series about the uh, railroad barons, um, you know, in our nation's history. And I forget the name of the series, but it was really good. He's 66 today. Uh, Keir DeLay, who's been in our very studio. One of the um, great moments was having Keir DeLay in the studio telling him how much 2001 meant to me as far as just as a movie experience yeah. and a relationship moment with my dad. Super nice guy, yeah. too. He's uh, 83 years old today. Uh, Manny Ramirez, L.A. Dodger, suspected of steroid use. He's uh, 47 <laughs> today. So I'm in his 500th home run. Did you really? Yeah, it was, it was down in um, Baltimore when he played for the Red Sox. With one hand. <laughs> Uh, Idina Menzel. Yes, incredible. Uh, yeah, from uh, Frozen. She is uh, Elsa, and she she's an, an incredible singer. She's an incredible singer, and she also has what I she has a an exotic, sexy look about her. I agree. Yes. Uh, when I when she was in Rent, she played uh, the character Maureen, which is supposed to be this total sex pot. And uh, I was like, I wasn't quite sure if I saw it or not, but now I see it. She's, I, she's a I, sexy woman. I don't like flawless perfection. I like yeah. imperfection. I Sure. It's perfect in my I eyes. I don't care for the tone of her voice. Oh, I Which love is it. why I You don't... watch the tone of your voice. <laughs> I'm you... sorry. You wow. sing that song again. I, I don't like your tone. <laughs> uh, I, I love her voice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think that's singer. why I don't really care for Frozen all that much. Okay. Wow, man. Yeah. But she's more of a stage singer than anything. Yeah. She's if, if you see her, she can fill a theater with her voice. Uh, but uh, she is celebrating her 48th birthday today, Adina Menzel. Uh, Nick, pull up IMDb. There were two that I missed on this list. Yes, yes. Stephen Tobolowski. Oh. Who has been in everything. He's great. Yeah. I saw him last night. Yeah. He was in an episode of the Goldbergs last night. And then I saw him when the, the Norman Lear live uh, on the family, the Jeffersons, he was in that. Uh, he's Ned from uh, Groundhog Day. That's Needle right. Ned, Ned the Head. He plays. He's has ha, he plays uh, the president. Uh, uh, the president. He plays the principal on the Goldbergs, and he shows up as a superintendent, I believe, on school. Yeah, he's, he's hilarious. He just pops up in so many character roles. It's crazy. He's awesome. So happy birthday to him as well. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question. Production on the film Gone Girl had to be shut down for four days because Ben Affleck. Refused to wear something, and what was that? I am going to go to Anthony for the answer. Hey, Anthony, good morning. 
Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. So what was it that Ben Affleck refused to wear? A Yankees hat. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I commend that decision. He just wouldn't do it. Uh, hang on, Anthony. We're going to set you up with a $25 Wawa gift card, a Wawa lanyard, and a Wawa t-shirt. And you could win a trip to the Wawa Welcome America July 4th festivals in festivities in Philadelphia. Uh, visit wawawelcomeamerica.com to enter. All right, like I said, I have a lot to get to. Uh, let's start with this one, man. Ashton Kutcher testified yesterday in the trial of a suspected serial killer, Michael uh, Gargiulo. Uh, I guess is how you say it. It's pronounced his last name. Gargiu. Yeah, Gargiulo. All uh, you need to know is that he's a freaky bastard. Yeah, he's facing two counts of murder in connection with deaths of two women, one of whom Kutcher was friends with, Ashley Ellerin, with 22 years old at the time, was set to attend a post-Grammy party. Party, I'm sorry, with Kutcher uh, in 2001, but instead, prosecutors say uh, that this guy uh, Gargu Gargiulo uh, snuck in and murdered her by stabbing her 47 times. Whoa. So he he said Preston basically that he was uh, he he knew her and then decided, gee, I, I think I want to carry this to the next level. This is Ashton Kutcher. And so that was going to be basically their date, their first date oh to, the, to the to uh, the to the Grammys. Did, did the killer know the victim? Well, uh, I yes. think so. Yeah. So uh, prosecutors have described this guy Gargioli. I'll never get this name right. I think it's as, a, a soft G. Gargioli. Gargioli. That's yeah. better. Uh, as a serial psychosexual thrill killer oh, wow. who stalks and stabs his victims, all of whom are young women who live close to his Hollywood home. Uh, they said, we believe that uh, she had exited the shower and was getting ready to go out with Mr. Kutcher when uh, she was attacked from behind. Uh, and that was in the opening statements they said about that. Kutcher is one of 100-plus witnesses who have or will testify in the trial of this guy. Uh, he reportedly confirmed his plans with Ellerin at 8.24 p.m. when Kutcher stopped by at 10.45 p.m. And she didn't answer his knock or phone call. He thought that he had been stood up. So the belief is she's there dead in the house, right? Yeah, he said, yeah. I knocked on the door. There was no answer. Knocked again, and once again, no answer. Uh, at this point, uh, I pretty well assumed that she had left for the night and that I was late, and she was upset. He later told police that before he left, he saw what he believed were red wine spills on the floor. <sighs> Prosecutor said the stains were blood. He said, I didn't really think of it. I didn't think any anything of it. When he learned of her murder, murder he spoke with police. He said, I was freaking out. Uh, and uh, he said uh, that his fingerprints were on the door because he was like, oh, my God, you know. Uh, but uh, the attorney uh, had told him, this is Gargioli's attorney, uh, t- uh, told him, don't worry, you're not a suspect. And uh, Kutcher replied, thank you. I guess this was during cross-examination. Because um, I did it. He said, we believe now the evidence will show that uh, was actually blood and Ashley had already been murdered at that point. So that's pretty wild. Yeah. The trial continues on. And you know what? I'll, I'll piggyback that with another murderer story. But this is one where somebody got away. Steve gave me this story this morning. I didn't know this. Debbie Harry of Blondie claims that she once escaped from a late-night encounter with Ted Bundy what? in New York City in the early 1970s. This just came out. Yeah, the 73-year-old uh, stands by her story, which is expected to discuss, be discussed in depth in her upcoming memoir called Face It, which is due out in October. According to Harry, she met Bundy while trying to get home from Manhattan's East Village in 1972. She says that in the, the encounter took place when she climbed into a stranger's car on Avenue C after being unable to hail a cab. She said, I wasn't even in a band then. I was trying to get across town to an after-hours club. A little white car pulls up, and the guy offers me a ride. So I just continued to try to flag down a cab. 
Uh, but he was very persistent, and he asked where I was going. It's only a couple of blocks away, and he said, well, I'll give you a ride. I got in the car, and it was summertime, and the windows were all rolled up except about an inch and a half at the top. So I was sitting there, and he wasn't really talking to me. Automatically, I sort of reached to roll down the window, and I realized there was no door handle, no window crank, no nothing. The inside, God almighty! She said the inside of the car was totally stripped out. Harry then said she noticed that there was a hole where the radio and glove compartment should be. Feeling unsafe, she quickly decided that she needed to get out. In order to open the door, she reached out of the window and grabbed the door handle from the outside, which I don't know how she did that if the, the window was only down an inch and a half. Uh, as soon as she, uh, he said, uh, as soon as he saw that, she said he tried to turn the corner really fast, and I spun out of the car and landed in the middle of the street. So the driver took her two blocks to Avenue A, uh, and then in 1989, Bundy, Bundy, who killed like 30 women in seven states, uh, was executed in Florida. She said that when she saw his face on the news after his execution, she realized that was the guy that she got away from in the East Village. So it was right after the execution. I read about him. I hadn't thought about that incident in years. The whole description of how he operated and what he looked like and the kind of car he drove at the time. Yeah, that's his modus operandi. He was doing that in an area of the country, and, and it fit exactly. And I said, oh, my God, it was him. You know, it's kind of wild. She wasn't. She didn't really fit his type, though. No, no, no. It makes me think of though that scene in Unbreakable when Bruce Willis is walking through as, as he walks through, and, and and everyone's stories are revealing themselves to him as he touches them. Yeah. You don't know. Who, just to think about it, in the course of sure. your daily travails, who you who you might pass by and what yeah, horrible mm-hmm. things they might have done. Yeah. Here, here was a, an encounter that went her way if it was, in fact, Bundy. Yeah, it's bizarre. I think about this radio show, and we speak to thousands and thousands of people yeah. every day. And statistically, there's some not so good people. Uh, no, absolutely. Here in the show, and I do think. And about thank that. you for listening, by the way. Yeah, we appreciate your support. <laughs> yeah. Now don't try. Don't, don't whatever, be bad. Whatever you're doing, don't do that anymore. Don't be bad. Yeah. If but we've learned listening. anything today, don't don't be bad. Uh, this is a great story. Alex Trebek has excellent news about his stage four pancreatic cancer. The beloved host reveals that, despite the cancer's five-year survival rate of 9%, he seems to be humming along. In a cover story for People magazine, Trebek says his tumors have already shrunk by more than 50%. Which is amazing. While he's been optimistic about his chances all along, he even admits it's uh, kind of mind-boggling. He said the doctor said that they hadn't seen this kind of positive results in their memory. Uh, the story goes on to say that Trebek is in near remission, according to doctors. Uh, but... Um, he notes that uh, several more rounds of chemo are going to be required to go into full remission. So he's he's headed really, okay. really in the right direction. So obviously he has access to top-notch medical care. We know that. But I also believe his attitude sure. is continuing to work. I think those aspects have certainly helped him in possibly. Perhaps. I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what all I believe in that because there are some people who have great attitudes and... They don't make it. You don't know. And, you just don't know. And, yeah. And there are some people that might have just some kind of genetic thing about them that it works. Yeah. I mean? So I, I don't know, but it's great news. Yeah. And, and it's I, wonderful to hear. Honestly, it was when I I, I I saw this, I ran to my wife with the story on the computer and because it was just such a sucker punch yeah. when he revealed he had stage four pancreatic cancer a couple months ago. Yeah. And here we're hearing this now. It's amazing. Didn't expect this. Yeah. He said, I've got a couple million people out there who've expressed their good thoughts or positive energy directed towards me and their prayers. I told the doctors that this has to be more than just the chemo and they agreed it could very well be an important part of this. I think also so the situation on Jeopardy now with James Holzhauer, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah. Uh, to be seeing what is 
arguably perhaps the greatest Jeopardy player of all time, and, yeah. and to know how much he loves seeing people play the game well yeah. has also been a good aspect. The timing is, yes, really, yeah. is really great. Uh, so we discussed at length yesterday the uh, issues at the top of Mount Everest, at the at the... Uh, the peak, yeah, and all these and, and people have been dying left and right. Well, Mandy Moore posted about her and her friends hiking through Mount Everest. They made it to base camp. Uh, this is around the same time that that American freaking Mandy Moore uh, became the eleventh person to die during the climbing season. Yeah, did uh, you hear the recent she, news? No, she she summited wearing flip flops. Oh, yeah, my God. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, no, to just to get to base camp is a. It's seventeen thousand seven hundred feet. Yeah, it's a feat in and and among itself. So, uh, in a long posting on her official Instagram account Monday, uh, the This Is Us star shared several photos of herself and a group of friends making to, making it to the camp. Uh, the group was accompanied by their guide Melissa Reed, who more lauded in her post for being the first American woman to ascend and descend Everest without oxygen. So they went with uh, somebody who's... Somebody who knows their stuff. Pretty amazing. So, Nick, you said you, you did a little deep diving on all this. Yeah. You, you, can, you can hike... The, the hike, obviously, is, is 17,700 feet. It's nothing to sneeze at. But it's it's um, a, a little bit more suited to the novice, obviously, yeah, than yeah. going to the summit of Everest. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that anybody can do this to base camp, but it's a lot more accessible than right. than uh, certainly the summit would be. And you can see the the summit yeah. from there. Yeah, that's... and especially when you do it this time of year, that's the part of the reason why the all these issues have been surfacing re- recently is that the weather is best at, in May to be able to make it to the summit, but it just brings a lot of people to base camp as well. Preston. Mm. Live broadcast. <laughs> oh, base oh, broadcast from base yeah. camp. Yeah. Everest. Sorority party? Sorority party. Bitch box. My band can play live. Bitch box at the at, summit. At Everest. <laughs> yeah, the bitch box summit. Bitch box summit. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Sing right to sell. Yeah. Yeah. So dumb. There's 23 <laughs> dead women here. <laughs> <laughs> Why did we do this? <laughs> Uh, you all get free products. We have a whole bunch of extra bitch boxes. Uh, people always want them when we run yeah, out. For the people yeah. who couldn't make yeah, yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> Take this dead woman's bitch box. Oh, dear She's boy. dead. She would have wanted it. Yeah. All right. I got a couple other things. Uh, Angelina Jolie took her freshly minted teenager Shiloh Jolie Pitt to a popular L.A. escape room dubbed The Basement to toast her 13th uh, her thirteenth birthday. It wasn't an escape room. They were abducted. Uh, the live escape room features oh. real actors and a story unfolds that is based on the fictional tale of Edward Tandy, who goes insane after his mother's death and begins killing and taxidermying animals. <laughs> well, it's Angelina Jolie. Hey. She kept a vial of blood around her neck. You know she's going to deliver. Uh, participants have 45 minutes to escape before Edward turns to human sacrifice. Ooh. Uh, of course, uh, they. Uh, this is. Is this, uh, up, is this in your uh, wheelhouse? Would you do? Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. So when we, have be you all over this last uh, escape room you did? You're, you're, Man, you're addicted. We've been we've been slacking. It's uh, things have just been too busy. I was telling my wife actually yesterday. It's been a couple of months since we've done an escape room, so we're we're overdue. Very very soon we're going to get to that. Uh, Shiloh, by the way, is the fourth child to enter the teen years in that whole crew. That yeah, and Brad Pitt. There's what forty eight kids, right? There's a bunch of them. Uh, Rooney Mara may be engaged to Joaquin Phoenix. The internet is whispering about this. She's engaged. There are pics of Mara wearing a honking diamond on that finger. Wow. And is, that a, is that a kind of cut? Yeah, well, you There's, squeeze it, yeah. and it makes a noise. Um, I didn't know diamonds could do that. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's making the rounds, and uh, the pair have been linked since... 
early 2017. <laughs> These when, are our squirting diamonds. <laughs> when they were filming Mary Magdalene together. I found out through association, I know somebody who has a relationship in that Mara family. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Some uh, A couple that we're friends with, their son is dating one of the, the Mara daughters. Well, they're very wealthy, the family. So, meaning uh, Rooney and uh, Kate and Kate's uh, sister. There was Andy Rooney Mara. Yeah, right. And, no. Yeah. Uh, Ed, Ed I, Rooney. I, I've had a thing for <laughs> Kate Mara for a long time. Yeah. So I'm hoping the Mars are, are quite impressive. Through association, I'm hoping to meet her someday. I think so. I think it's almost a given. I can just sit we'll invite her to the uh, summit, the Pitch Box Summit. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need, some star power. <laughs> All right. Um, Saturday Night Live alum Chris Kattan, second day in a row we're talking about him. That's right. Is claiming that his short-lived relationship with Amy Heckerling destroyed his friendship with Will Ferrell. Man, this what this is what happens when you have a book out. Yeah. So what they say is we need to start parsing out these stories and doing all this stuff, and and so they 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 pick the thing they think that's going to catch, and obviously it works because as you noted, we're talking about Chris Kattan two days in a row. Right. He claims that uh, Lauren Michaels pressured him into a relationship with Heckerling. We talked about that yesterday, hoping that it would pressure her into staying attached as director to A Night at the Roxbury, in which he and Farrell starred. Kattan made the claims in his memoir. Uh, I didn't know or hadn't let myself see until that moment that although the situation with Amy hadn't directly involved Will, my actions and dishonesty have made him feel deceived and betrayed. And now everything Will and I had done and shared, everything that had made us feel like a team, that incredible amount of trust that had been built up was broken, he says. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know. Uh, let's see. Jason Mitchell is losing out on his MTV movie and TV awards nomination following misconduct allegations. Oh, man. I don't even know who this guy Me is. Uh, the, I don't yeah. give a f- The 32-year-old actor was fired from The Chi. He was... Oh, The Chai. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The it, Chicago? Mm, yeah. So would it be it's The Chai? Yeah. The Chai? Chai. I almost say Che because of uh, the dude from SNL is how you pronounce his name. Michael, Michael Che? Yeah. Uh, anyhow, and he's dropped his agent and manager after multiple accusations of inappropriate behavior. Jason was originally up for best performance in a show for his role in The Chai, uh, but will no longer be in the running. The remaining nominees are Amelia Clark, Elizabeth Moss, Gina Rodriguez, and Kiernan Shipka. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. In, in protest to this, I'm not going to watch the uh, whatever it is. Yeah, Shot. exactly. Yeah. Me either. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, that's how I'm, I'm taking a stand here, and I refuse to watch this thing. I don't know what it is. Arnold Schwarzenegger is set to star in Stan Lee's superhero Kindergarten. Uh, so he said, it's an honor and privilege to work with Genius Brands and POW Entertainment on this new series and help carry on Stan's creative legacy by introducing this new group of superheroes to pre- <laughs> preschool children around the world. Huh. Not only does Stanley's superhero kindergarten feature comedy and action, but there are many valuable lessons to be learned along the way. Uh, of particular pride to me is the fact that I am not only teaching kids to use their superpowers, but I am also imparting valuable lessons to kids worldwide about the importance of health, exercise, and nutrition. Stay in school. Yeah. Uh, so Arnold will, Eat your vegetables. will take on the role of Arnold Armstrong. 
That's a stretch. An average gym teacher who was given superpowers when a mysterious comet passed the Earth. Do we have a clip of him? We have a clip of him, actually. He appears in an Austrian rap song called uh, Pump It Up. Is it over, Marissa? Yeah, we're, it's, it's okay. highlighted, ready to go. All right. And it's a, it's titled, what is it? Pump It Up. It's a positive uh, song. So the, the Austrian rapper does his bit, and then Arnold jumps in at the rapping break, and it's just breathtaking. All right. American Pie, Worldwide Plate. Hollywood's calling and he got paid Higher than the Empire State A rising star and there he said Hey, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger Listen carefully Dig deep down and ask yourself Who do you want to be? Not what but who If you believe success will come to you Work like hell Trust yourself and all your dreams come true Break some rules Not the law, don't be afraid to Fail. You have to think outside the box. I say no pain, no gain. I don't want to hear it can't be done. Give always something back. My name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'll be back. <laughs> they legit worked in an I'll be back line. Yeah, of course. Yes! Come on. Can you not? Come on, Nick. Man, some slack. I'll be back. I'll, I'll be, be back. cut the man some slack because I'll be back. Yeah, yakety yeah. yak, yakety yak. Don't talk back. back. God. Of course, you're going to put I'll be back in there. Right? Oh, you're not surprised at that, are you? All right. <laughs> Offended. I did like the I did like the little moments that you highlighted. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Uh, we're ready for clips. <laughs> Is that horrible? Actually, no. I want to hear that again, to be honest. All right, so maybe we'll play it later on. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger follows two heroes whose powers grow stronger the closer they are. Here, Olivia Holt explains how her character has gotten a better grasp on the duo's powers and how that has evolved the series. This season, they have a way better understanding of exactly what's going on and a lot more stunts. We did a lot of our own stunts, which was really cool. It was fun, and we had a lot of cool creative control, which is amazing. You don't get that a lot on certain projects. So it's a very collaborative process. But I'd say, like, as far as the action goes, it is top-notch this season. Uh, the season two finale of Marvel's Cloak and Dagger is on tonight, 8 o'clock, on Freeform. Wow, there's a lot of superhero shows on. Yeah, they, just got, they just canceled a few of them, though. Um, the Gifted was canceled. Oh, really? So it was the second season, two seasons of that show, which is actually pretty good. I may have started to watch that. I don't even remember. There are shows yeah. that, I, that, that we've watched, and I'm like, I don't remember the title of that. There's just there's too much. And now you have Bat. Girl, Batwoman starting up, yeah, and uh, a whole bunch of new series. You have Arrow's going away, um, but there, there's, and then you have the DC app, which is just nothing but obviously yeah. superhero shows. It's crazy. It's crazy. What was the one on Netflix that I absolutely fell in love oh, with? The, the Umbrella uh, Academy. Oh my god! Season two is in the works. Cannot wait for that. All right, next clip. Here we go. Twilight Zone reveals, uh, revival, I'm sorry, is uh, telling familiar stories with a modern approach. And in this clip, Jordan Peele discusses how they modernized the classic show. Quintessentially now stories that, uh, you know, we like to think if if Rod were here, he would uh, approve of us focusing on. So the world has moved on and we could just kind of try and bring the actual Twilight Zone DNA to now. Uh, the season one finale of The Twilight Zone is now streaming on uh, CBS All Access. I haven't seen any of those. I, I watched, um, I, they made one available. I don't know how I saw it. It was the first one. Because it's a one. pay app. And yeah. It's like, 
That's you know? why I haven't seen it. I actually I had the pay app because, I, I, again, I said, okay, I'm going to watch the Star Trek show. And I did watch uh, they had Captain Pike in a run with uh, the original captain of the blah, 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 blah. So I do have it, but I, I find myself not watching it. You know, yeah. I, you, you get, and I think it's the same case that happened with Game of Thrones and HBO. You get it for one specific show, mm-hmm. and then it just sort of sits there, and you're paying for it. Like Hulu. You know, we have exactly, Hulu strictly yeah. for um, Handmaid's Tale. But you, you know what? I've, I've ended up watching other things yeah, on Hulu as you a will. result. Hulu yeah. has some good options. What, what actually does work for a lot of people is eventually it will all end up on uh, iTunes, yeah. so you can wait for those shows. You'll just have to wait a little bit, but they will end up there, and you buy them that way. But, but I don't I'm, know. It's, it's so of, much TV. I'm a fan of the Twilight Zone, so hmm, uh, I, just, I, I get this one. I don't know. Big yeah, no. money for CBS. It's been free forever. Yeah. All right, anyhow, that's uh, the entertainment report for you. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to be back in a moment. Don't forget, it is uh, Council Rock North High School. <laughs> That is voting for the coolest teacher of the year. So let's hear from you. We choose these schools randomly. It's the only way that we can really do it. Wish we could fit everybody in, but it's just too much. So uh, text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name, 239333, Council Rock North, and we'll find out who that coolest teacher is tomorrow morning. Congratulations again to Mrs. Diener from Lower Moreland. She won. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Hey, gang, we need your blood. It's time to roll up your sleeve for the I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive, Saturday, June 15th. Last year was the second largest blood drive in the nation, and with your help, it'll be number one this year. So we're headed to the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks for this year's drive with kids' activities from Aim High Studio and Painter Treasure Ceramics, plus Rita's Water Ice and Alex's Lemonade Stand. The Red Cross is always in need, especially leading into the summer months, so make an appointment now at WMMR.com. All donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt and this year's pint glass from Window Nation. Hundreds of donors will be randomly selected for free tickets to one of these concerts at the BB&T Pavilion, the Smashing Pumpkins and Noel Gallagher on August 8th or Alice Cooper and Hailstorm on August 16th. Tickets for these shows are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Our 14th annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive from the American Red Cross Penn Jersey Blood Services region and 93.3 WMMR putting Philly first. I know what I wanted to mention. Uh, Greta Van Fleet's coming to town Wednesday October 16th, and uh, tickets are on sale now. I don't know how quickly they are going to visit that second show. Uh, so the first show sold out really, really quick, and I should probably check on the status of that. But if you want to look for any tickets, uh, you can go to WMMR.com for information on that. Uh, quickly, um, Council Rock North, uh, it is up to you to vote for the coolest teacher of the year. Uh, text for a teacher followed by the teacher name 39333. Marissa has sent, found... Uh, some interesting write-in votes huh. for coolest teacher. If you would like to hear some of the names that have been offered up, I would. Okay, and uh, these are just a few. And uh, I don't know if if people are trying to think that we will actually believe that these are real or not. You or know, but I this is I, I I think this is more along the lines of in school whenever you were asked to provide a name, right? Uh, you would always. You know, you'd come up with uh, Emerson Biggins. And, uh, exactly. and, and, okay, so some are creative yeah. and some are just and, and it was always sort of a challenge. So I, I, I thought this was a real person. Mr. Bone Smuggler. <laughs> Mr. Bone Smuggler just yeah. seems like an obvious name. Uh, Mr. Goopy Gash. <laughs> uh, Dick Gazinia. Now, Dick Gazinia's a classic. Yep. Uh, Bodie McBoatface. Uh, Seymour Butts. Seymour Butts. Uh, Richard Head, which would be <laughs> Dick Head. Uh, Bart Simpson. Well, there you go. No, that's just lame. No, that's stupid. Yeah. Uh, Joseph Butts. Okay. Uh, Mr. Harry Cox. <laughs> Are um, these all... 
from the same some number? Of the, some of them are classics. No, uh, no, no. But, like, is it the same person? No, I think these are all, this is a variety of people. <laughs> uh, of course, here's a, you speak of classics, Mr. Mike Hunt. Yes. Is, Michael Hunt. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Norma Stitz is up there. Norma's, now, she's a real person, and we're honored that she's participating in the selection of the coolest teacher. Uh, my favorite one, by far, on the list. Uh, Preston is an asswipe. <laughs> <laughs> Preston is an asswipe is the last name? one name. Is that with a Z? It's is an it? ass, no, no. It's uh, I-S-A-N-A-S-S-W-I-P-E. That's He's an asswipe. That's kind of, it's an honor. I, it's, I feel a little left you. out, yeah. but there's no Steve is an asswipe. I know, right? Preston is an asswipe. Uh, it's like uh, Mr. Atababy, it's a boy. Uh, okay, Mr. Stinkgeyser Stink. is, is one of them. See, I, a lot of times the, the best names are the ones that... that um, uh, you know, Wilma Finger do. Yeah. Uh, because that's, uh, you have Will as a legitimate name, and then you have the well, obvious. Wilma. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, Mrs. Now, I can't say this one. Let's say Jazz Hands. Chokes on D. No, this oh, one. Oh, that one? Yeah. Yes. Chokes on D is going to be a hard one to swing. Well, then there's Mrs. Jazz Hands, but replace the A with an I. Uh, I, I, I do like this one, Mr. Splooge Master. <laughs> now, Splooge Master, I assume, would be at a preparatory school. Uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah he, most master. preparatory schools have a splooge master. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Douche Canoe. And then the last one on the list is uh, Mrs. Meat Whistle. So <laughs> Meat Whistle seems like a, probably, a, probably a, a spinsterish kind of teacher. Yeah, I think that is of Swedish descent. I'm not sure. Meat, I think so. Yeah. Meat Whistle. Uh, so, anyhow. Well, but, I will say, Preston, yeah. uh, although it's a stupid attempt to, to, to do this, uh, they are following the proper protocol, and they are yes. writing teacher first. Yeah, and then space. Thank God. <laughs> Listen, we don't protest it. We just ask you to be creative okay. and submit it properly. Now tons of them are coming. All right. <laughs> I mean, uh, Dick Fitzwell is on the, Mr. Dick. Now Fitzwell. that is a classic. Yeah. Uh, Richard Cranium, of course. Thank you very much. <laughs> Harry Beginia? No. No. Uh, Vagina? Yeah, Harry Ma- Vagina. Oh, but <laughs> Harry Vagina. Harry Vagina. <laughs> I do like that one. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Dixon B. Tweener legs. Uh, I don't care how old you get. Uh, you know, that will always be. You go into any retirement home, go up to a 95-year-old eating oatmeal and say Harry Vagina, and they're going to laugh. Oh, Lou Sanus. Lou Sanus? Yeah. You know Lou. Uh, Wait, I like that Dixon B. Tweenerleg. Yes. Tweenerleg. Mr. Tweenerleg. Dixon. I can't believe you guys are laughing at these. They're They are. It's an American art form. Do you know of any other country where where you can... I don't... I I see this as like like jazz. It's an American art form. Yeah. Well, speaking of laughing at stupid stuff, has Marissa sent over that clip yet? Marissa of Casey, he asked you to send that over, please, because uh, if we're going to laugh at stupid stuff, yeah, I, we, I, we... I need to play that. <laughs> a listener sent over a uh, or just a random audio clip from the show. <laughs> Casey opened it, not knowing it what it was. Nick and I were sitting here in the <laughs> studio, so we heard it come through his his laptop, and we both just busted out laughing. And he sent it to me in a text last night. <laughs> So I'm sitting there, I'm just in, in the living room, and I pull it up, and I play it, and I, I play it like three times, and I'm laughing over and over. My wife is looking at me like I'm the stupidest person in the world, because it's dumb, it doesn't make any sense, but for some reason it made me laugh. So much so, like, when I first played it, uh, Nick yeah. and Preston were laughing, and I said, <laughs> I said, is that me? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, right. and, and then we couldn't figure out the... the 
story behind this clip. Well, let's hear it. Right. Let's see if we can CSI it back to its origins. All right, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. One more time. I don't know why I find it funny. Okay, I'm trying to... Now. See the confused look on Kathy's face? Uh-huh. That's how my wife was looking at me. I, I, no, it's, trust me. I, I, I see the inherent humor in it. I'm I'm immediately struck by what point in a conversation did that happen? I got the backstory. It gets funnier with time, right, Kathy? All right, what was the story behind it? Uh, I think we were talking about the movie My Girl and, and what a <laughs> sucker punch it was to have him die from bee stings at the end of the movie. All right, now play it again. Yes. <laughs> now I'm laughing because that is it, it is a, a, a complete 180 from a delightful story of, of youth and first love, and he dies from a bee it's, attack. And Steve, it's also a complete 180 within the clip itself because it's yeah. happy singing and then yelling about bees. bees. Sometimes something really dumb can be just the greatest part of your day. Yeah. My oh, wife I mean, I was just dying yesterday. Does Rochelle sit there? Well, because I I go on. I, I I provide a commentary when we're you know watching stuff, or I'm just sitting there, and uh, I will get that look, Preston. Uh, what I get is this, and you you can't see it obviously on the radio, but I'll get. Would you shut up, please? <laughs> yeah. Eyes to yeah. the sky. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You know when it's I, time to be quiet. Yeah, I will just I just will think things that about either on the show or something, yeah. and and will laugh out loud. And it's not even worth the time to explain it because you're not going to find it funny. And so I'll just say, I'm just laughing at something. You won't get it. Don't worry about it because it's, you know. Okay, I'll tell you. It's going to fail miserably in my explanation as to why I find something funny. And you know what I'll do is just I'll sit there with a stone face and just look. (laughs) Uh, So Kathy would be a dentist. In fact, but I would enjoy, you know, getting that reaction from you as I do from my wife because I I know there's I'm I'm inflicting misery in some level. But but the. Every night during the classroom, when the theme comes on, yeah, I sing profane lyrics to the uh, to the to yep. the song, and a lot like uh, you know, uh, um, grab a shovel, kill a bear, right? F out all your mother's hair, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Uh, and, yeah. and, and my my. My wife will just say, "Will you shut up with that?" <laughs> I mean, it becomes more important. But we watch it every night. But I, I, I have to do it. And she looks at me. You're going to do it again, aren't you? And I, I vault right into it. But it's, you know, when you're with someone for a long time. Well, it's yeah. here every day. They do it at least once a day. Preston and Casey with one song that's played, and oh, yeah. it was funny the first five years. Oh, suck my... Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not funny anymore, guys. Yeah. And... Uh, it's not funny. It's no, tradition. It's not it funny. is tradition. Tradition. Oh, man. I did a, I did a right. suck my uh, bee sack yesterday. Just do it by myself. I do, too. Do I, you ever... I did it out loud in the car by myself. Yeah. Do you ever inadvertently... Say something. So there are profane things that I do, you know, that little mantras that I do throughout the day and say it in front of people. You just robotically say it and not realize you've said it. I'm sure I've done that. Yep. I did it this morning. I was trying to figure out what and it was uh, it was with music and it was this song. Okay. Ready? Sucking on my bees. 
Casey and I have been doing that for over 15 years. Yes. Right. We, we say it at, at least once a day. Started with uh, Brett Hamilton. Yep, Brett Brett initiated it over at Y100, and we've done it ever since. And it really started Thanks, with it started with South Park yeah. because they had the Uncle Effer song. Oh, right. And the, the song is so terrible and profane, but they end it yeah. like it couldn't get any worse. The song's over, yeah. and then they end it with... Suck, suck my, my bees. bees. Yeah. <laughs> Only the word, uh, you know, like baseball without bass in it. Yeah. Anyway, it's stupid stuff we do. Um, uh, but I, I I just needed to know what this clip was from. la di da di da di da bees! People are asking for that to be a ringtone. A lot of texts are coming. Do we do ringtones anymore? Well, put it up, Marissa. Not only that, we do landline ringtones now. <laughs> Thank you very much. Hey, I, I saw a couple of stories. You know what? I noticed a couple of oh. things. If you guys don't mind, I'd, I hate to whip that on you without She's discussing returned. it ahead of time. The but. music is back. He's here, the man who does what you don't want to do. He notices it all. He sees it all. He relays it all. He is the noticer. Okay, so this story, it made me notice something else. So, so it, as a noticer, you were prompted to notice... In and above your regular notice, that is correct. Stop so noticing. I saw this. <laughs> I saw this story about a um, a theft in a Denver comic book store, well known Denver comic comic yes. book store. Yes, they stole about forty two thousand dollars worth of merchandise. Yeah, uh, Mile High Comics is what it's known as, and uh, it was right ahead of the Denver Pop Culture Con, uh, and they apparently have some of the rarest and most expensive comic books in the world there. Um, a few things that were stolen. Somebody smashed a glass in the store's uh, showcase and grabbed some of their most valuable books. That include the first Avengers comic book, the first Iron Man, and a rare autographed Spider-Man edition. The Avengers book alone worth $14,000. Unbelievable. And all 14 books worth more than forty grand were taken in the store's uh, security pictures of the thief, and they're trying to find out. You know who did this, and see if they try because there's nothing they can really do with these. They know the exact copies, and they think it's either just for someone's private collection, or they're doing it under the table, or if I don't you, know. If you try, yeah, because they they know that if you try to sell it, yeah, it, it'll 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 you know it'll paint it'll basically. Be People yeah. will know. Uh, there's a show uh, on uh, MeTV on Sunday nights called Collector's Call with Lisa Lisa Welchel, and they went to a guy's. Um, Facts uh, of Life, Blair? yeah, yeah, wow. okay. And uh, so they went to a, a comic book guy who was collecting this stuff, and Preston he had like, like Jack Kirby, the famous comic book artist, like a one sheet of the original Avengers, and like you know the original group around the table, and and where they'd actually taken you know the dialogue bubble and cut it out, literally cut it out, and moved it over to someone else, okay. and bought, that thing was like worth seventy five thousand dollars and so the stuff that really seems like oh you're you're a rube or a jerk for collecting that this guy had millions of dollars of stuff just like that we all know somebody <clears throat> likes to wear velvet jackets and that guy yeah I, rockstar he, rob he probably has millions of dollars worth of comedy i would say probably not yeah. but he probably has a lot yeah here's a store that it had forty two thousand. <laughs> i mean that's Dude, you know I, i'm anyway. saying he has a hundred million dollars worth of comic books. L- let me get to the thing, the point yeah. that I wanted to get to. Please. So this is my n- sub-noticing. Sub-noticing. Uh, and Marissa brought this up to me a long time ago, and I never said anything about it on the air. But do you guys see the I buy used comic uh, yes. Uh, signs? Yes. Everywhere. Yeah. They're not just in the city. No. They're all 
over the place. They're out my way. You see them everywhere. I have not noticed this, uh, Noticer. Well, because Dude, it's just somebody's handwritten sign. Yeah. It says, does it say, I buy used comics? Yeah. Is that what it says? I buy comics. I buy comics or something like that. They're all over the place. Anybody ever call that number? Have you ever talked to that person? Anybody ever actually find out if they're paying money worth a damn and how that whole thing works? Let's I call th- the number. I think there's a couple of other uh, I buy signs like of, houses and stuff like that people yeah, will buy yeah, houses yeah. drugs yeah but 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 of the similar i think it might be i buy you know baseball cards or something I, i've forgotten it, but it's collectible items and these signs steve they're all over the place really over, yeah and and you you just you can't miss them maybe not right in your area but you may have driven by them several times and not really even right 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 notice but i've got a box Full of comics, and I'm like, ah, they're just taking up space, and I probably will never go back and read them again. And maybe I, I thought about maybe calling this number, and you know what happens what from them, like on this show. You know, a lot of times these guys, when they know what they're looking for, they get sold something for ten bucks that turns sure. out to be worth a yeah. thousand. People that just want to unload yep, stuff, yep, and then they end up having these hidden jewels right. in there that they had no idea. About. So if you have the chops, if you do your your due diligence, basically, yeah. uh, you can find out that there are some gems, yeah. you know. And then a lot of times you have basically a bunch of worthless crap. Yeah, it also goes the other way. But you never know; you might be just strolling along. Yeah. Oh my God! You get attacked by bees simply for selling comic books. Bees. What a world. Um. Uh, any information on that, Nick, or uh, because, are you just looking up other things? Well, no, I'm looking this up, but but the problem with it is that the sign is homemade. You know, that, like so, if anything that I find online, uh, what I would like to find is like a, a Reddit thread of this. I'm on a site called normastitch.com, <laughs> and keep, keep they buy comic books. No, but the thing about the it's it's yes, it's it, they're handwritten, but I've seen so many of them. That I'm wondering if they're mass produced. That they they did that, you know, handwritten to them. make it look, yeah, uh, like it's just some guy. You know what? That would actually be a great deception. Say you were someone who is uh, incredibly aware of comic books. You make it look like you're just a regular, yeah, you yeah. know, guy well. purchasing who's not. I don't know. I don't know the impetus behind it, but I know that that now more than ever, this stuff's value has gone up tremendously. So there are two texts that have come in that suggest, and I have no idea if there's any legitimacy to this, but that the, the number has something to do with sex trafficking. That no. may what? just be an, an urban legend. These are just texts that came in, so take it for what it's worth. But Ew. Two separate texts. It's Preston, have you ever decided to look up the worth of your comics at all? Oh, I know they're not. They're no, there's nothing rare about them. They're there. I bought them in like uh, 1997. 1997. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, <laughs> a lot of them are from the age of apocalypse. Uh, yeah, yeah. When, when X Men was going through that whole. What thing. What about your Archie's comics, though? I have some older stuff, but the condition of those are just kind of okay. they're, they're pretty beat up now. Archie ones, comics go for, uh, in mint condition. Yeah, go for a lot. Yeah, my old ones are, are pretty beat up, but but the ones from that that X Men era, they're all in sleeves. They're all well protected and everything, okay. just because they were sold to me that way. And and uh, mm, the tags to my Beanie Babies were in sleeves too. <laughs> were they? <laughs> did you have, not for anything? But did you ever? Do any investigation on if there's, there's like you know there, there's like the the top ten you know most expensive or you know the Beanie Babies that are worth the most. Um, I did have a couple of them, but I don't. I think in reality they're not okay. actually worth it. I think I just know how. I do believe it or not, my dumb Batman figures and all that stuff do actually appreciate in value, and I have like the uh, one of the, the first Batman um, uh, busts that I have has 
tripled in in value. You so know, let's and, sell it and do something with that money. <laughs> I mean, at this thing. point, it's ours, right? I, well, I don't think you would. This ever, one's at home. I don't think you'd ever go through the trouble of of selling, I would shipping, cry. and all that. Stuff. I would cry. Give and me, I, I want it back. Give me what you don't want. I'm going to try to sell it. I've given you some things sometimes to know, take home. Yes. Yeah, we've we've seen you outgrow some things. <laughs> yes, yeah. I mean, the man's got to let go of some of his superheroes. Oh, some now Batman busts. By a weed whacker. I'm going to go to some calls here. What, Casey? No, I was going to say, my kid used to get those things. I gave oh. you things. Now Jace gets those things. I've given oh. you things. Yeah, your kids are out I know. Yeah. I said. That's right. what I'm saying. Let me, go to, let me go to Mike. I gave Nick. I need, for Ben, I gave things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Hey, what's up, bud? You're calling about the, the comics sign that you see everywhere? Yeah, you know, I've actually called that phone number just because of the same thoughts as you guys. And the dude actually does pay fair money for comics. You should call him and actually get rid of your shit. He's just a local you get guy? Get rid of your stuff? Just a, just a local guy. You'd never expect it. But, yeah, he buys video games, all that silly stuff. Okay. Uh, and what what what's, uh, what are the deals as far as sex trafficking? No, sex trafficking, you know, you just can't be under a minor. It's kind of a <laughs> there well, you never know. Listen, there might be there might be a special thanks, man. comic that is, that's a code word or something like that. Here, I'm going to go to Archie. Some, I'm going to go to somebody I know. This is Jason. Jason owns uh, New Wave Comics and Skip Back. It's where my son goes to play uh, Magic the Gathering, and, and I've been by there a bunch of times. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? Hey, Preston, what's up? Yo, bud. So, uh, yeah, I was I was talking about the, those signs. I know now you guys, I would assume, buy comics as well, right? Oh, we absolutely do. So if you have that box, you can absolutely bring it by. We'll tell you what you got. You would be the first place I would go. Trust me. Well, there you I, go. I heard on the radio. I heard you're calling some number off the side. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> but just... in his defense, he was looking for a, a, a an appropriate sex trafficker. Ah. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what I heard about you guys. No, no, no. no. So, yes. I just, I've seen those signs all over the place, and I was just wondering if they were legit or not. So They I... are. We actually get a lot of people that come in and ask us. So, like, are, there, are they your sign? I'm like, no, but you're right. The handwritten stuff is interesting. It makes you take notice of it. Okay. Wow. I, uh, I, see, I, I guess I haven't seen them as much, Preston, because uh, apparently, like, and, and on Twitter and stuff, people are saying they're seeing, uh, you know, seeing them all over the place. Yeah. All right. That's a, that's an industrious. If it's one person or one group of people, they're very industrious. All right. Well, no, listen. I, think it's, I actually think it's one person because someone told me who it was, and the guy just apparently buys massive amounts of comics and just goes to shows and sells them. Oh, uh, okay. So what, what, that's what, his trade. What is your most valuable uh, comic that you own? Oh, we never get that question. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably around seven, $8,000. Okay. But it's not there at the store, so if anyone wants to break in and leave some blood yeah. and get their picture taken, don't bother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I was rather shocked that this place kept that. I think there, were getting, there was a big, the, 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 uh, their pop culture con was yeah. in town, so maybe they had them on display. Uh, maybe they would have yeah. gotten some buyers or something. All right, thanks, Jason. I'll stop in sometime soon, all right? All right, take easy, guys. Yep, see you later, man. What if you have, like, a real, like, super-duper valuable? It'd be know? pretty cool. I, and I, to be honest, these I, I would have a hard time selling these comics. I was literally looking because our... our where we just store our stuff is getting full again, and I'm looking. I'm, I saw that box of comics. I'm like, I could get rid of those. I haven't looked at them in years and years and years. Yeah. And I don't know, man. Drop it off. You trust? You trust Jason? Jason is his yeah, name. Let him, let him appraise them yeah. and, and see what what it's worth. Matt, Thanks. you could walk out of there with twenty bucks, Marissa. So somebody called and gave us the number. They just drove by one of those I buy comic signs. I called it. It's just a normal voicemail. Guy says, "Hey, this is Bob Wolf. Leave a message." Okay. All right, all That's right, it. interesting. All right, I, I want a very. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is that? That's the wrong one, but it actually worked.
Uh, all right. Oh, I was just curious about that. All right. What else did I notice? I do want to get. I, I want to do more than one thing. Yeah. Come on. The noticers uh, leaving us high and dry here, which is one well, topic. Noticing. Uh, let's go. Okay. All right. Let's go to a local story. Fairly local. The noticer uh, goes to a local story. Yeah, Cherry Hill, New Jersey, to be more specific. That's local. There's a five bedroom, five bathroom home. Uh, that uh, apparently is up for sale now, and it has a very special swimming pool. It, oh. it is the shape of the Flyers logo, That's and it's funny. Bobby Clark's old house. Oh, yeah. all that it looks awesome. Yeah, the Does pool. It? The pool is really neat. It's uh, it's very cool. The house is one point four million dollars. You would think it'd be more. Uh, and he lived there. Well, it's not gigantic or anything like that. It's nice. Uh, but the pool's in the shape of the Flyers logo. It's really neat. But um, Bobby lived there until he realized that the house was too private and he enjoyed having neighbors. It's in a private area of New Jersey, and it's uh, beautiful on the outside. The inside reading uh, from this article is a little bit dated. He's a little bit of work done, but the, it's got a pool and tennis court. And uh, it's kind of got a like a '70s vibe to it. Huh. Yeah, but that is up for sale. That is kind of cool. Yeah. So he hasn't lived there in a while. I don't know. He's I, not the one actually selling. The I don't house. think so. Okay. Case I think that whoever owns the house held on to that pool for. You yeah. Know, They're saying that the, the flag on the mailbox looks like a hockey stick. Oh, huh? okay. Well, that would be easy to spot. Yeah. Uh, it was purchased by Clark in 1982. Bought it for three hundred and fifty thousand dollars back then. It uh, doesn't appear to have had too much work done on the inside. It's actually, a, it has sort of a, it does have a, what is that, a sort of a Mediterranean look to it? It's a, a little, little, little maybe dated, Florida. Little dated. Definitely an 80s vibe to yeah. it. Yeah. 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 I, I like it. Good size home. I don't know the square footage on it, but. Uh, it says uh, 500. Uh, no, I think it's a little bit more than that. 1.4 for it. Nick? No, I'm sorry. The, the screen froze on me. Oh, okay. You're going to. Um, bring something up. Yeah, and then I forgot what I was going to say. All right. Well, anyhow. <laughs> if oh, here, here's the interior, Preston. If uh, you want a Flyers logo-shaped pool, this is your place. I Interesting. You what? I don't. I don't. I, don't, I, know. I, it's I cool can't believe you did at. that. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, you were going on about how cool it was. It was cool. I, wow, I, you I, really I, changed. It's like, la-da-da-da-da, La-da-da-da-da-da, you just hung a complete 180. You were totally enamored of the pool, and now you think it's a huge mistake. You know, but pool designs now are the, are the big, you know, we're getting a pool, and it's it's a, uh, a just a rectangular pool. That's the anomaly these days. Yeah. People want different shapes. You yeah, should have gotten a, bat, a Batman shape. <gasps> now, my wife would have killed me because she, she wants to do laps. She got, wants a pool where she, she can, can do, do laps. In a bat head. Wing to wing. No, yeah, the wing to wing. The bat wing. Yeah. yeah, I don't think so. The bat I mean, I, I push it. I push it as far as it's going to go right now. Yeah, not not Batman's head, not yeah. the silhouette of that, but the yeah. actual bat signal. Yeah, that could have been pretty cool. Ooh. I would have had to really work that one hard. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Also, you can't get a, a lid that covers over it, and and reselling on that would be difficult. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know, to, to get the, uh, the the cover that goes over it, the mm-hmm. like the automatic cover, mm-hmm. you can't get one that goes over a bat symbol. I remember what I was going to say. It was, a, it was a hockey fact. Um, the Blues, the St. Louis Blues, have never in the history of their franchise played a game in June, and they will this weekend. They've, oh, wow. Yeah, so they, they've made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, uh, but that back in the day, they, they took place in May, and so for the first time in the history of the franchise, this Saturday in St. Louis, there will be a game in June for that uh, for the Blues. I'm blown away but still by this connection to <laughs> Philadelphia and the St. Louis Blues, because my cousin, Erica, was posting a picture of her kids yesterday, and both of them are wearing the Play Gloria shirts. With the St. Louis Blues logo, and the That's Blues crazy. won last night. It's, it's one one in the in the series. If you're not following, 
And, uh, mm-hmm. and, and I'm like, I'm looking at that picture. I'm like, that started here. That bizarrely started here. That Gloria thing started in Philadelphia. And there's this strange connection, which is oh. great for me because I have a connection to both cities. Okay, so look at this. There's a, there's a pull up on the screen here that oh. has the bat, oh, the bat logo at the bottom painted. of it. Painted. Painted. I bottom. could still do that. You could do that. <laughs> I think the paint Why would probably dilute as I was trying to paint in the water, though, right? No, yeah. you would need. Oh, you already have water in there? Yeah. Sorry, ma'am. You missed it. It's totally screwed up, man. Thanks uh, for the great idea after the fact. All right, let me see if I can get to one more thing. Do we you have know, time? another story he's trying to jam in. I think. Hang on. Let me see if I can find something quick. Uh, okay, yes. Something dirty. Uh, so let's stick with swimming pools and swimming in general. As a kid, you were probably told that you have to wait a half hour after eating to swim or risk cramping up and drowning, right? right? right, right. Yep. Yeah. Uh, turns out that that is nothing more than a myth. Uh, this goes back to a publication in 1918 called How to Swim. Uh, It said that a period of at least two hours should elapse between eating and entering the water because if the water's cold, it could stop the digestive process and start severe cramping. This young lad just ate a sandwich, and now he's going in the water. He's on the fast track to death. Uh, Modern science hasn't been able to confirm this, and uh, competitive swimmers actually eat before and during long-distance swims. Wow. Long distance. Like if you're swimming. Don't the, the sandwiches get wet? I think they give them something. Well, why get. would you think? Because st- <laughs> <laughs> they're easy. You can hold them in one hand. Right. You know. <laughs> you don't need a knife and fork. Uh, I was thinking tacos. Tacos? Tacos, yeah. Yeah. tacos are clearly more water resilient. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> you want more goulash? How's your goulash? <laughs> he... Just cracked himself up. No, 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 no. Oh, beans! <laughs> it's the sandwiches that cracked me. <laughs> so eat all you want yeah. before you swim. It's okay. Did you ever though? You know what? I'm. I will guarantee you that I believe that so much that I probably mentally gave myself cramps. Yeah. E- e- I eating. think we used, to, we used to like time it when we were kids. We I waited a half hour. I, I was so certain that you would succumb to. Life-threatening cramps after eating. I would wait. Always wait about a half hour. Yeah, we lived next door to a pool growing up. So we, but we'd have to walk around the fence. So we would go home. We would yeah. eat lunch, and by the time we, you know, sat for ten minutes and then walked back to the pool, we were good to go in. We have a picture of an uh, somebody who's training in an like Olympic <laughs> swimming pool here, and they're eating by the side pool. We should have full <laughs> Thanksgiving dinner in yeah. a pool. In a pool. <laughs> I'll do it while swimming. Hey, and then we can christen uh, Steve's pool. Yes, yeah. our bitch box summit. Oh my Both god! Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, speaking of outdated concepts and publications and things like this, my wife saw this on Amazon the other day, and I found it really funny. So she actually ordered it for yeah. me. It's a book. <laughs> okay. And I can't. I can't say this clinical word because Bill Weston gets his panties in a knot if you do. Uh, but it's diseases caused by self pleasure, and the, right, you can't the, say that word. The the word for pleasuring yourself, the scientific Let's word say for some reason, masturbation. Yeah, <laughs> diseases caused by this is from an it is an actual publication. Wait, you and your say, wife got you that? Yeah, because I found it so funny. Oh, and and it it is how many pages long is this? It is. It's real. It's real, dude. It's, what are the diseases? It is blindness. It is a, I'm sure it's 150 <laughs> pages long of why you shouldn't touch yourself and what's going to happen. No, like I read some of it. The colors fade from your lips. Your teeth go dark. Your eyesight starts to go bad. That's All mad. these things that it just flat out made up. I was just going to say, is is it true? It's gone. Oh, no, it's not true. Are you kidding me? Doctor Mike calls in all the time and tells us how spanking it is good for you. Yeah, 
Yeah. He does. Yeah, you don't remember He's that? He's on the line right now waiting <laughs> to tell him. You must have missed that no, one. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. yeah it, he it definitely is, has. Listen, these were all things born of a more puritanical take on exactly. things. Exactly. And it was meant to dissuade you from, uh, you know, pound, exactly. pounding away. But no basis in science at all. It came out in 1760. That's how old this is. But it's okay. funny as hell. So I just recently heard this, and I'm going to uh, try to explain it. Help me, please. Uh, there is a doctor in the city who... Um, does these surgeries for women who do that too much with a certain uh, object and how they can lose sensitivity. And she re uh, reconfigures the nerves behind certain things. She for resensitizes women. them? Yes. Wow. Um, I, I was, I'm sorry, I was reading this. That's on women? You or? missed a good one. On women. Okay, yeah. Yeah, but that it can actually become, I guess, desensitized or, or less over sensitive time. over yeah. time of using, yes. Yeah, you know what? I remember we had a doctor call in and talk about uh, doing stuff like that, and and he he referred to it as putting the juice back in the burger. Yeah, uh, and I, I like that. I, they can I like do burgers. That stuff. So I guess there are some things that can happen. Maybe not blindness, but no. I listen. I think there are certainly uh, as if you go too crazy and that's all you do, and it begins to replace any other right. desire for any other thing. That's obviously, but that I think that's more an addictive situation then um you know there's actual medical uh, or chafing obviously if you you know if you have a lot of calluses on your hands and so on and so forth but, but this kathy this is actual nerve damage that she's working on repairing I, I, yeah i guess there because of using aids of uh, vibrating oh. pieces of equipment yes yeah. yes yeah wow okay uh, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm flipping through some vibrators. Of this, this eventually, you can say vibrators. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you can say vibrators. Dance we around that. Dance around we just can't it. say maturation. Uh, maturation. 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 This is uh, essentially here's here's a passage in here talking about the uh, uh, the fluid uh, actually comes from your spinal uh, your spinal marrow. Oh my god, that's things, they're just. That, I believe that though. That's why I hunch over. Oh really? Yeah, my spine's giving way. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, uh, these are interesting things, but you don't have to. You don't have to worry about eating uh, and swimming. Uh, apparently, what so. about eating and pleasuring yourself? Here, hang on a second. Well, they encourage that. Wendy says the cramping is real. Hi, Wendy. Good morning. Hi. Hi. What's up, Wendy? Um, it's true. <laughs> what's tr- definitely eat um, before, during, and after their swim meets. Um. My son swims for Gloucester City Swim Club. Okay. <laughs> the kids, we run out of Chick-fil-A sandwiches at the meet. They eat so much. So are you saying that cramping does occur or you're saying cramping does not occur? Um, I'm not really sure. I haven't heard any. Oh, okay. okay. It definitively <laughs> says here on our screen that cramping does occur. It's real and your kids experience it, so that's incorrect. Hey, All Wendy, right. real quick, is, this, is that the swim club that you see as you're going over the Walt Whitman Bridge by any chance? Yeah. Oh my God. I want, oh my God. I want to go swim in that pool so bad. It's because I it have... has a Chick fil A in the middle no, of it. No, no, it's just oh got God. this awesome diving well. Like every oh, time really? I. Yes. I have been, you know, listen, I'm 40, almost 44 years old. I have been looking at that pool as I go over the Walt Whitman Bridge for 40 years and it looks Do so. You want... Do you want Wendy to hang on and uh, maybe yeah, she can I want to get in your touch information. with somebody? I just want to go off the diving Wendy, board can there. Wendy, you... <laughs> Yeah, you, definitely. Come I can jump off the high dive. Hang, hang on a second. Here, here's you jumping off the board. I can jump off the high dive. I seriously have been looking at that freaking pool forever. Well, this has been a very special moment. It, it really has. Wow, we may we make it. I'll never forget that day when Wendy called. Dreams come true. She really wasn't decisive about the eating and cramping thing, but she gave me useful information about a pool club I wanted to join. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> 
All right. Anyhow, sorry, I got to wrap up the noticer segment because we got to get to the bizarre file in a moment. But thank you for allowing me to pass these stories along to you. Uh, We are going to take a break. We will come back in a moment. Now, before I give away some beverages, I have a beer of the month. It's Yards Philly Pale Ale. And let's go with caller number 16 at 215-263-WMMR, and I will give you a case of that. You get, uh, let's see, before you get Tam, get Pale, Philly Pale Ale. It's classic seasonable brew with the clean hot finish. And you can find it Philly Pale Ale at uh, Jersey Sports Bar and Pizzeria in Glenside. Caller 16, going to give you a case. Got to be at least 21. We'll be back in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. Thrice. New music, more of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Let's get into these B-File stories I got for you right now. <laughs> WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. All right, it's brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Sequoia is throwing the ultimate beer and barbecue bash with microbrews and an award-winning barbecue spread hosted by Steve Morrison. Damn! Live music, great food, and brews this Saturday noon to 2 at Sequoia Outback on Route 309 in Hatfield. Well, he blew the light. She got arrested. She was blowing something else, too. A uh, Floridian motorist told police officers that he ran... A red light because he was, quote, receiving sexual acts from his passenger, a four foot, 11 inch, 90 pound woman. After seeing a picture of this woman, does that even qualify as sex? That's a good question. Uh, yeah, she's. Dear uh, God, it's, it was more like a blister. Uh, police say David Herring admitted to disobeying the traffic signal and leading cops on a short pursuit in his pickup truck, arguing that he couldn't. Comply immediately because, quote, his pants were down. No, I think he was embarrassed. While he was being pleasured by his passenger, Rhonda Koppenhofer. Uh, Koppenhofer confessed to purchasing the crack rocks found on the floorboard by her feet. Yeah, a Koppenhofer. And I love this line. Cops claim they observed something white rolling around in Koppenhofer's mouth. During their investigation, I was thinking it was something else. It's actually, it was one of the crack cocaine Thank God. uh, Which reportedly tested I'm so happy to hear it was crack. Uh, And uh, officers also spotted a crack pipe by the woman's feet, which Herring said his passenger tried to hide when he was pulled over by police. You're liking this, sweetie? Koppenhofer was booked for evidence tampering and drug possession. Herring does not appear to have been busted. Uh, Koppenhofer had previously been busted for prostitution, burglary, and possession of narcotics and drug paraphernalia. That woman was a prostitute. Uh, wow. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the absolute, the epitome of a crack whore. Yep. A mother said that her family is traumatized after her daughter fell inside a septic tank <sighs> at the Aldersgate United Methodist Church playground Whoa. on Friday. Why do they have a septic tank on a playground? That's a good question. Serena Gonzalez was attending a meeting at the church when her six-year-old daughter, Juliana, was playing outside. She apparently jumped from a play structure and landed on the lid of a septic tank. Juliana fell through the tank and quickly became submerged in sewage and had to be rescued. So it's usually swings and a seesaw, right? Yeah. Uh, Nyla Coleman, who was supervising, acted immediately. She laid flat on her stomach, reached in for Juliana, was unsuccessful, but another girl who was present was able to grab hold of her. 
Uh, so when she pulled her out, she said, I got her hand and just pulled her out of there. Gonzalez went to the bathroom to find her daughter covered with waste and immediately took Juliana's clothes off. She said she smelled horrible. There was all sorts of feces and waste all up in her hair. Oh, my God. Uh, now Gonzalez hopes to move forward from the incident. She said, I wish... Uh, she said, I could have been planning a funeral for my child who could have passed away from being covered in poop. Instead, I put her up for adoption. Uh, I'm hoping and praying for a 100% recovery from the trauma she had to experience. Uh, the septic tank, which is on the backside of the church, has since been blocked off with caution tape and covered with a wooden board. Well, that ought to help. A woman battered her new wife with a bedpost for accidentally putting their marijuana stash through the wash. <laughs> Ashley Perkins reportedly attacked her spouse of only six weeks, Ruth Perkins, while visiting uh, family in Florida. Uh, Here we go in Florida again. Perkins is said to have been so infuriated with her wife's accidental destruction of the drug, she battered her around the head, legs, and left arm with a wooden implement. That's the wrong way to start a marriage. A bedpost. After police and paramedics were called to the scene, Perkins initially uh, claimed that Ruth had accidentally injured herself. By rolling over the bedpost during the argument mm-hmm. while being taken uh, by police to jail, Perkins and reportedly changed her story to claim that Ruth had beaten herself up with the piece of furniture. It's, this all seems incredibly feasible. Uh, Perkins was taken to jail on aggravated battery charges. Her wife suffered a suspected arm fracture in the alleged attack. Uh, but investigators refused to believe her story and charged her with aggravated battery causing bodily harm or disability. In a video gone viral, an apparently inebriated man was caught on video lighting up a cigarette on a flight and then promptly falling asleep with it still lit in his hand. That seems like a couple of violations there. Yeah, I saw this. Yeah. And he was asleep with a lit cigarette in his hand. He hands. lights it up and then just kind of like passes out a little bit. And then when they alerted him, uh, yeah, I'll let Preston finish this. Yeah, the video was captured and uploaded by an unnamed fellow passenger. The incident took place on the Spirit Airlines flight to Minneapolis. Uh, in-flight smoking has been prohibited by airlines for decades. Oh, really? Yeah. So United Airlines started doing it in 1971, and then by 88 and 2000, they were all, all you know, smoking was canceled on all flights. All right, I'll just play with my gun. Well, the woman who shot the video uh, said the man lit up about 40 minutes before landing. He took one puff of the cigarette and then lowered his hand and then fell asleep with the cigarette still lit. <laughs> A passenger across the aisle from him could be seen fidgeting and looking around before finally summoning a flight attendant who awakens the man. The man jolts awake. This is what Casey was talking about. Uh, is told what happened and says, oh, my God. And he was surprised to hear that he did that. Uh, the woman who shot the video said throughout the flight, I could hear him making loud outbursts. Roughly 40 minutes before we landed, he laid across the two seats with his butt towards me. I can't believe I did that. He continued uh, to his loud outburst and began aggressively flipping the tray open and closed. She only loves Chachi. <laughs> what? That's just one of his outbursts. Uh, he then sat up. I. I <laughs> she said, I saw him take the cigarettes and lighter out of his pocket, so I pulled out my phone and started to record as he lit the cigarette. Uh, once the flight landed, uh, police met the flight at the gate. La, 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 and <laughs> removed the man. It's not known if any formal charges were filed. There Imagine you you're so inebriated, you just light up a cigarette sitting. Now, mind you, years ago, there used to be ashtrays built right into yeah. the seats. Yeah. Yep. yeah, exactly. It's a different time now, though. That's your bizarre file. Hey, you know what I didn't include in the bizarre file? It was the, the, the story, the dude setting himself on fire up by the White House. Whoa. I, so we don't know, uh, you know, obviously that was intent there. I haven't seen any follow-ups as to who or why yet. It's usually done as, as some a sort protest. of protest. Yeah. Uh, but, dear God, I cannot think of a more 
excruciatingly painful way to die. Kathy, did you see it? I didn't see it, no. I mean, mm. the dude is on fire, fully engulfed in flames, and just walking around. Wow. And, um, and part of me is going, <gasps> okay, so the guys filming this are sitting there commentating, uh, commentating, dude, that's real. That's real. That's real. I'm like... Help why, not, him. why not go over and push the guy over or something? At least try to do something. Well, because he's probably crazy. Well, yeah, but help as a person burning alive. So anyway, the police show up and they put it out, and apparently the guy was in critical condition. I I, I can't wow. believe he survived that. But I, I mean, Preston, he's walking. He was he's still walking, walking yeah. fully on fire, from head to toe in flames. It's it was unbelievable. You've seen see the that, footage so. of the uh, I believe it's a Buddhist monk who yeah. set himself on fire around the time of the Vietnam War. Yeah. I mean, so he's sitting down. This guy's walking along as like if he's he, taking in the park. Like yeah. a stroll. In flames. Yeah, that's, uh, I've wow. never seen anything quite like that. That's you, scary. You he, get a he passed sun- away this morning. Did he? Oh. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was looking for a follow-up and I didn't see it. Wow. Uh, anyhow, that should, that, that alone could be the bizarre follow-up. Don't so, do that. No, probably not a good idea. All right, I would like to uh, cleanse the palate Please. a little bit. A little and sorbet. I would like to give away some tickets to see Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark Saturday, June 15th at The Man. Wow. And you can watch the movie on the 40-foot screen paired with the epic score performed live by the Reading Symphony Orchestra. We'll take caller number 10, and I will give you some tickets. 215-263-WMMR. Give you a pair. If you want to buy tickets, you can visit mancenter.org, uh, and all the information is there as well. well you know, sometimes... That little extra angle helps you reappreciate a great movie. Yeah. You know, you know it's great. Remember how great it is with the uh, accompanying orchestra. Caller number 10, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to set you up. We'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Make sure you stay close. Like what you hear? You can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Diamond jewelry doesn't have to be expensive. Have fun buying jewelry for someone you love and don't hate the price you pay. Feel the difference online at IHateStevenSinger.com with free shipping. Buy real diamonds from a real jeweler. Steven Singer Jewelers. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. I wanted to share a personal story with you guys. So uh, it's an interesting year this year with my family. Uh, my oldest son is graduating from high school. Yeah. That's a big, big step. It's huge. Uh, my youngest son will be getting his driver's license within the next few weeks. It's another big step. And uh, so my daughter's 12 years old, so she's the youngest of the crew and still, you know. Uh, Likes you. It's, well, <laughs> still still a, yeah. a little kid. You know yeah, what I mean? No, but, but, it's precious. But on her way to being a teenager. And so we had a moment the other day that was unexpected. Uh Concerning uh, something at the house, so uh, we have a um, a playground set uh, that we've had for a long time. I got a shout out to my friends at Superior Play Systems who we got it from. It's really nice. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful, and it's they do been, great stuff. It's been a part of our family for a long time, and but you know, um, my eighteen know. and seventeen year old, or soon to be seventeen year old, they're. They're my size. They're, they're six foot one. They're as tall as I am. They're they two, don't play on it. Too, well, they do a little bit, but my, Carter will jump on there every now and then, but the whole thing shakes. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing. You know? They're men. They're men. Yeah, yeah. And so my daughter's 12, and she's really tall for her age, too. So you got to start thinking about, well, oh, no. what's the shelf life on that, okay? So, and this thing's built really well. Of course, It'll yeah. stay around. Yeah, of course. All you got to do is, you know, just paint it yeah. in a couple of years, and it's it looks great and everything. So we were thinking about, you know, giving it a fresh coat of paint and so on. So we went to my daughter and said, so 
what do you think about the swing set? You know, what do you think about uh, when do you want to get? What do you think about moving along? When are you when are you going to outgrow that? And we were anticipating one answer, and the answer we got, and I quote, was, "Well, she sat there and thought about it for a second. We're going to have to get rid of it eventually. So why don't we just rip the band aid off?" Wow. <laughs> It was like stabbing me in the heart. I was doing that as a courtesy as to say, okay, we'll hang on to it for one more year. Oh, sweetie, calm down. Calm down. We'll hold on to it. You you wanted her to say, no. And she follows that up with, and I've met a boy. Oh, Oh, man. It was, and it was like in... uh, in uh, uh, what's the uh, the movie, the animated movie with anger and all the emotions? Oh, uh, Inside Out. Yeah. Inside Out. Yeah. When Bing Bong dies. Oh man, <laughs> little piece of childhood dead right there. <laughs> that is oh. a big. That is a big transition because mm-hmm. we always had swing sets in the back, and I remember, uh, you know, when that was taken out at a certain point, you know, and, and growing up, we just again, I was, I was a big kid, you know, and I mean, it was like. At a certain point, but still, you're like, even I re- recognize it as being a, oh, my God. Yeah. It's a transition now. So, it's funny because, like, a couple of, we that conversation came away, and, like, a couple of days later, my wife and I were talking to each other, like, so, what do you want to do about the swing set? It was already set. set. He yeah. wants to get rid of it. Yeah. And we aren't even, we're like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't let go of it Oh, now. I'd be like, do you want to go out and swing together? <laughs> yeah. I know. You know what? I Let's really should start doing that. Do you know what you could... Honestly, if you can, if can you donate it to like a to a to like a yeah. hospital or because it's really so well made. Well, we could offer it up to our neighbors or, yeah. or friends. Oh, hell with them. It's a, and, and it, it is a, it is a pain to move those. Oh yeah, well, we'll let I, them move it. I'm going to get yeah. somebody to do it for yeah. us. But um, or uh, I think this was Casey's idea, and, and I, I have a similar thing for for sentimental items. Is there a part of it that you can take and make it into something smaller that you, you can use? It's practical, like a tiny swing set. No, like, <laughs> like a necklace, <laughs> like a swing set necklace, like a, like a picture frame. <laughs> yeah, and then you take a picture of the kids on the swing set and you put it in that, and oh, you'll always cute. have a little piece of it or something like that. That's but... cute. Just buy a picture frame from Home Goods. <laughs> oh my! You know God. what? Do get get the full your full grown male. <laughs> Sons and your your, you know, daughter all on everybody on the swing set in one of, one of those very uncomfortable family photos or a re- recreate a photo. Do you have a photo of the three of them on there when they were little? You could do that. I'm Probably. sure you do. Recreate a photo mm-hmm. before you get rid of it. I have two younger brothers, Preston. We uh, like you, Steve. We had the swing set in the back uh, growing up, and uh, I'm going to have to side with your daughter on this one because I, I think it's time to rip off the band aid. It's time to remove it because we held on to ours for far too long, and it, it just fell into disrepair. And then okay. it just ended up being an eyesore in the got back. Sad. It, it got sad. Yeah, and, it, and all of the happy memories of us playing on it when we were growing up were replaced by this rickety old thing that just should have been replaced years ago. Well, a putting green would be very nice. Yeah, <laughs> where it is. Listen. When Chernobyl was first opened, yeah. it was wonderful and glistening, but now it's just depressing. Uh, by the way, so uh, somebody texted in and said, me, fine, hearing that from my daughter was almost like this. Exactly. A complete one. Eight. But you know, that is a very, that's a very together young lady that would she would say, and she's right, and I agree with Nick. It's uh, because what happens is failure to... Be decisive in the moment where you have the go-ahead from who you would uh, believe to be the most likely candidate to want to hold on to it. 
She's saying get rid of it and pass it forward to someone who can now set set up their own memories. And it, but it's funny how things do change, like the la di la di bees thing. I mean, like you know, the first few years you you have that. It's like oh, that's so special and so sweet. Look at it; it looks beautiful. The kids love playing on it. Blah blah blah. And years go by, and after a while, it's like. When are we going to get rid of that thing? When are we finally going to have our yard back? When is that going to happen? And then when it comes to the moment, it's like, I don't know if I want to get, get rid, rid of, of that it. or not. Is, you, know? you ever hear that Mike Douglas song, The Man of My Little Girl's Life? No. It goes to the, if you can find that, Marissa, oh, The Man no. of My Little Girl's Life. Oh, it, it kinda, I don't want to hear it. It kind of goes through. It's a hokey song, but maybe at yeah. this point we can get some tears out of it. Is it Cats in the Cradle type? It is yeah. of that nature. But you know, but it's a lot more It's a lot more loving. You know the plastic houses like the, you know, that you had in your backyard like yeah. before the swing set? Yeah, sure. That I was okay with getting rid of. I was like, get that yeah. spider trap out of here. We, we gave that to <laughs> our neighbors who had had little kids. They, they had uh, babies, and when, once they were toddlers, we're like, you guys can have this if you want. Because, yeah. yeah, once they start to outgrow that, you're right, it becomes a, an, an insect. Victorium, yeah. pretty much, but uh, yeah, we were happy. To we had a that. thing called, uh, which was, you know, for a little while was like the coolest thing in the neighborhood. It was called like a whirly bird, where it was like four seats connected, uh, nexus in the middle, and you had a, a, a foot thing and a handle thing that you'd pull back yeah. and, forth, yeah. and it would spin around. Yeah. And yeah. man, it was the highlight for about a long weekend. No, yeah. really? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> then it just sat there. Yeah, oh. we never had any of that stuff. My uh, my uncle was a lawyer and my uh, mom's uh, sister was married to him. And she said, it's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. <laughs> You know, let let the neighbors have a swing set, and you go play on that. So you can sue them. Yeah, because yeah, if, yeah. any, if anybody gets hurt... That's how I feel about the trampoline. Yeah, oh I mean, my we God. had them growing up, and, like, everyone got hurt on it. Right. Mm. Uh, I forget what I was going to say. That's okay. <laughs> oh, no, we, no we, I know what I was going to say. We still have... Yeah. <laughs> In the yard, uh, like a little roller coaster, and it's clearly oh. for younger kids. Plastic, but, right? Yeah, plastic. Yeah. But Those the kids still yep. like pile on it and play with it. So I'm like, I'm not getting rid of it. It entertains them yeah. when Jace has friends over. So it's yeah. staying right now. I know some people, my neighbors, actually, the, the kids grew up, uh, yeah, and this is when I was a little kid. Then the kids grew up and they were adults and, and they refused to get rid of the setup in the back. It was just, they maintained it. It was just a memory. Yeah. And they kept it in the backyard for whatever nostalgic reason they could not bring themselves to part with it. And you guys have tree houses growing up? No. Yeah. Yeah, God, did. did I want a tree house. Yeah. I just sat in trees. <laughs> <laughs> there was woods. There was a preserve near our house, uh, Steve, growing up. And so we... We didn't have one, but there was sort of a communal one, like a bunch of the kids in the neighborhood made one. I wanted but, one like the Monster Squad had. I mean, I that with the trap doors and all that stuff. That yeah. All I know is Casey, your uh, aunt and uncle would have had a field day with this oh thing because it was a death trap. They- Dude, my neighbor behind me had a tree house. I crap you not, it was like 50 feet in the air. Like it Dear was, Lord. it was so high up. It was like a giant oak tree. Just this huge. How'd you get up there? They huge. <laughs> like they, and then they also did have like a rusty swing set, but um, they had like just a ladder that was nailed to the tree. Right. I don't even know how they got up there to make this thing. Ours, ours was, it was nothing like that. Essentially, you had to find three trees that were in the right shape uh, to essentially make a triangle. Put some boards across. We just put boards. Yeah. We, we hammered uh, two by fours to the right. to the trees, and then we put two by fours across the triangle. Yeah. And I, dude, and we used to have we would sleep out 
at night. And then we'd spend the night out there. And I rolled off and <laughs> fell off that yeah. thing in the Whoa. middle of my sleep one night. Oh, my Dude, God. Dude, you're now falling only, 15 only, feet? No, it was only like 8 or 9 okay. feet off the ground. But still, I fell 8 or 9 feet in, in dead sleep to the ground. <laughs> yeah, just, let's have a sleepover. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this treehouse was so terrifying <laughs> that I only had the guts to actually go all the way up in there like two times in my entire life. It, I mean, I don't know why any parent would build that for their child. It, what, because it's it's a great place for you to meet rabid squirrels. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, hang on, let me get a couple of calls here. I'm going to go to Colleen. Hi, Colleen, how you doing? Hi, good, how are you? Sorry to bother you at work. It's all good. What's up? I, uh, with my kids, old uh, swing set and a friend of mine, mm-hmm. uh, I cut down the two-by-fours and made one of the tailgating Jenga sets, the jumbo Jengas, so we still have it. Oh, that's not so, a bad idea. And then you can start drinking with your kids. Like, okay. Yeah. okay. So you can get trash with your kids play Jenga. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but it's one of the big sets. One of the big. So, okay. so the pieces are ten and a half, and then you have the two-by-fours. So you so it, could you do that with yours, Preston? I mean, I don't know. It's too much work. Yeah. No, Why don't you just it, set it on fire? It, it's fun. It set it on fire. Yeah, I guess you can have a Just take the plastic or off. Make, or make a picture frame. All right. Thanks, Colleen. Okay, Appreciate bye. It. No, I think the, the keepsake thing is a good idea. Can you yeah. can you turn it into earrings? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> they weigh, you know, 50 pounds each. <laughs> swings are hanging up yours. The now seats you, hanging up your ears. What about toothpicks? Yeah, absolutely. You know, toothpicks. Or how about use it to convert it to termite food? Uh, I will go to Nick next. Hi, Nick, you're on the air. Good morning. Yo, guys, first time, long time. What's ah, going on? excellent. Buddy. Awesome. What's up, so, man? Uh, so, yeah, so one summer back uh, when we were in high school, my mom, we had this swing set in our yard for years, one of the big, you know, wooden ones with the slide and swings and all attached to it. So yep. she goes, listen, you guys don't use it anymore. I, I want to go on, get your buddies together, and, you know, get it down, get it out in the trash. So. Yeah, we get we get over and we get the slide off. We get the swings, and we're looking at this thing. We're going, man, this, this thing's got good bones. We could we could do something with this, you know? Yeah. So we we decided that we would carry it out into the woods where we used to hang out anyway. Through my our backyard, basically backed up to an old sod farm in the northeast. So we would party back in the woods all the time. So we three or four of us carried this whole thing, the shell of this thing, back into the woods. Put some walls on it. Uh, picked a couple of leather recliners out of the trash. We used to throw. We used to throw. We used to throw parties back there. We actually had the local pizza place would deliver us pizzas to the business that was at the bottom of the. Nick, hill. Nick, admit it. You lost your virginity in that thing. Yeah, that was Jesus Christ. No, I, uh, no, but we 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 partied like we partied like crazy in that thing the entire summer. And never had, we kept it clean. We had a nice, we had trash cans. We used to bring the trash down so that they would collect it. We had fire barrels back there. We had, we had the whole thing. So, and Preston, why don't you have uh, b- bring it out to the woods uh, <laughs> for Caroline and yeah. set up a little bachelor pad or bachelorette pad for her with a recliner where she can get her beer? How old were you at the time, Nick? Uh, we were probably juniors or seniors in high school. Oh, okay. Correct. So you so needed we were, a place to yeah. party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> needed a place that, you know, I mean, other than standing around in the woods, we now we had cover. This place had a second floor. We had, I'm telling you, we had Rager. Dude, that's so, pretty That's pretty incredible. So, so eventually, the, uh, eventually it all came to an end when uh, we found out there was a vagrant sleeping in it. <laughs> Casey, it's like yes. there's an episode of The Mick where that happens, where they, uh, you remember that? Oh, I don't. Yeah, there's a vagrant sleeping out in their little... 
So yes. eventually the city found it and tore it down, and then that was the end of it. But we, we had a, we actually picked the lawnmower out of the trash and kept the lawn around it cut, too. I mean, honestly, that, you may be missing on an opportunity to have Caroline meet the local vagrants. That's great. Yeah, I was going to say, this probably is not what your friend is looking for for his kids to do, but I figured out it's a good story. My teenagers might dig it. Sure. Yeah. All right, thanks, yeah. Nick. The vagrants killed the party. I appreciate it, yeah. I love this place. Thank you. Reminds me of a swing set I had when I was growing up, but I fell on hard times. I got involved with liquor. We left a part out where they uh, um, they just set it on fire while he was in there. Oh, my God! <laughs> Holy jeez, I woke up on fire. Uh, hang on, this is a great idea. I'm going to go to Brittany. Hi, Brittany. Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Gadzooks? Gadzooks, what's up, Brittany? I'd like to give a shout-out to my amazing husband, Super Robbie, with Davy Tree Service. Okay. Right. But I was just calling because he's a tree climber um, by trade. And he builds these amazing zip lines and hangs our swings, just regular swings, over two hundred, like hundred feet in the air. The kids go well above our two-story house. You're saying you're saying that the kids go up and swing a hundred feet in the air. Well, they sit on the swing and they can swing all the way above the house just because he mm-hmm. climbs the tree and sets it so high. Wow. Yeah, my wife wouldn't allow that. No way. <laughs> you're saying these so when they swing and they hit the zenith of the swing, they're up above the house. Wow, that seems dangerous. That's insane. He's our very own Teresa. <laughs> Alrighty. Thank you, Brittany. So why don't you set up a, a swing set where she can go up 30, 40 feet? Actually, you know what? It said on the call screener there that it was a zip line. Uh, we do have a pool. Could you imagine making oh my a, a zip line that went over the pool? Oh, bad we, idea. So, no. Not, no. Not, not a bad idea. Great no, idea. Brilliant idea. You know, you know the pool idea. that I walked under when I put the weight belt on uh-huh. and yeah, walked yeah. and almost died? That uh, very same pool had a zip line over it. Seriously. It did. So what they'd done is they had an above-ground pool with a whole bunch of extra uh, liner. So they had a deep end in the pool and the whole damn deal. But it did have a zip line over. Yes. And to be honest, that was pretty effing cool. Yeah. Imagine it. the worst thing that could happen with a zip line over your pool, and that's what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's like putting a trampoline in your pool. My sister's uh, has a pool, and they had a trampoline, and the trampoline wasn't anywhere near the pool. She came home from work one day, and the trampoline was set up right next to the of pool. Like, yeah. Does no one watch America's Funniest Home Videos? <laughs> yeah. How many times do you see nut sacks split down the middle as people attempt to jump from the trampoline into the pool and land on the edge of the pool? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, built-in pool might be a different issue than you careen off the concrete. We used to ride bikes into the pool a lot. You know, <laughs> and I haven't done that in my current I need to do that. You know, you show my boys how to do that. <laughs> your, your putting green idea seems to be pretty good. It ain't going to happen. If we wouldn't have had the dogs, we got dogs, the dogs will... will Pee and crap all over. So that those like are that, you so. consider those like traps. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> little, little, trap traps, little bitty bunkers, <laughs> little poop bunkers. Uh, I will go next to Dave. Hi, Dave. You're on the air. Good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, bud? Dave. Was, <laughs> you knew that was coming. When I was growing up, I'm, I have two older brothers. I'm the youngest. We had an enormous oak tree in our backyard, and starting with my older brother. We built a tree fort. Okay. And as and as we got older, my second oldest brother, my father, went up there with him and added on to it and different rooms. Did this, and then when I got old enough, I went up there and my father went up with me and we built onto it even more. Wow. And event and it was magnificent because it was a huge tree. And I eventually grew up, went away to college, came back my first spring break, and I walk in the house and my father looks at me and says, "You notice anything different about the house?" And I looked around. I said, no, not really. He said, the oak tree's gone. I cut it down. <gasps> and I said, oh. I said, I didn't even notice it wasn't there. 
and here's my father, big six foot two World War II combat veteran, reduced to tears. Uh, because I didn't even notice that it was going. Oh, well, because no. also there were vagrants living in it when they got the truck. <laughs> so the fact that you didn't notice it, he was he was uh he was a little hurt by that. Oh, it meant nothing to me, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was your oh, thing. That old thing? Yeah. We just did that to humor yeah. you. Yeah, to make you happy to keep you from, uh, you know, getting into depression. But, wow. yeah, I'm glad it's gone, frankly. No, but but that speaks exactly to it what, does. I, what I'm talking about. It today, kills you. About getting rid of something from your kid's childhood. I mean, and I recently, thanks for your call, by the way. Uh, I recently, so we were cleaning out, we're, we're having a bunch of family in for the graduation for my son. So we're just trying to get rid of some clutter to make room for all the people that are going to be staying over. And um, in the, the playroom, we call it the lounge, um, th- there's, you know, tons of stuff from her, her dolls and right, things right. like that. And she's like, well, we can get rid of the dollhouses because I don't play with them anymore. I threw out three dollhouses. Or I, I went to Goodwill. I get they wouldn't take one of them because it was too big. But brought it to Goodwill and they burn it right in there. <laughs> right in front. Of you it. don't need this crap. But I was just like, there's an, you know all these things. Oh, are starting but to honestly, happen. think about think about that. That's a good way to sort of some now some little girl is going to have or boy if they want the house is going to have that house yeah. and start a whole new series of memories. Yeah, I agree. So that's yeah. a wonderful thing. And yeah. Carry it on. Or uh, just blow it up. I could do that. Yeah. And my daughter slept with Piglet every single night forever and ever. It was like, you know, she'd suck her thumb and, <laughs> and hang on the Piglet's ear. And then uh, she doesn't anymore. And, like, I mean, you don't even understand. Like, we would have to, like, it was almost daily Piglet search parties at night right before bedtime because she, she couldn't go to sleep without Piglet. My wife sleeps with Piglet, who's a vagrant who lives in Mount Airy. <laughs> Case, this just... Name's Piglet. Piglet, man. This yeah. just I like you, woman. <laughs> recently happened to me, and uh, Jace has slept with one, and uh, he said to me the other day, nah, it's okay, he's getting kind of ratty. <gasps> I was like, I'm gonna... No, I'm gonna pick him up on the floor, off the floor. <sighs> We're not leaving him on the floor. And he was like, all right. My wife sleeps with monkeys. Who <laughs> <laughs> lives in Germantown. Oh. Name's Monkey. That was pretty horrifying. <laughs> I mean, but like Piglet Is was... Piglet in there still? <laughs> Piglet, when you're done... Test me. We used to have to wash Piglet behind our back. Wait. Yeah. Well, yeah, we wait, had to what? do the same thing with Lammy. Yeah. Yeah, did Lammy, I give, Lammy was... Did uh, I give you Piglet? No, Leanne oh, did. Leanne D'Amico oh, did okay, when okay. we were in Disney. And, I mean, it was... And I didn't even notice. It was like, you know, like one day I was like, you know, she was asleep in bed and I was just giving her, you know, a little kiss. And I noticed that Piglet was, like, totally on the chair next to her bed. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah, <laughs> we found the not that long ago. We found a little fray of uh, of my son's uh, blanket that was his, you know, his whoopee. And, and yeah, yeah. You know, everybody knows that term. But uh, but so we're gonna uh, we're, we put that in a like a shadow box, okay, and arrange that and have hung on to that and a picture with him uh, with him holding on to it as a kid. So. My mother held on to. I mean, you know, she passed away years ago, but she held on to my first straight stunting magazine. <laughs> Sweet sentimental, yeah, yeah. And she was a treasure. She, <laughs> she really was. She loved it. <laughs> was it called for kids like my first yeah. straight stunt? Yeah, little yeah. little stunt, little stunt, backwards s. <laughs> it was still all about uh, uh, little straight stunt. Debbie's been on hold for a while. Hi, Debbie. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Debbie? Great, great to talk to you. I just wanted to tell you what we do with my daughters. It's not as exciting as what you all are talking about, but we. Um, put a bench swing on it and made it like an adult swing for two. I love that. I love for like a porch swing, right? Yeah, it was so great because she would study on it sometimes. 
or she'd have a friend over or my son would climb on it still. But And we would just go out at night and have a drink and just sit mm-hmm. in the dark and, and do that. And we also put a hammock on it All right, so but but ours has like uh, you know it's got the slide, it's got the monkey bars, it's got a little fort that you climb yeah. up into. So you just took the swing part of it and, just, and hung a porch swing. Yeah, Preston, can you could you turn it into a to a a pipe like a like a bong or something? Ooh. <laughs> hey, remember Johnny Ding Ding? He turned a park bench. Johnny into Ding Ding made a park bench. It made a pipe out of a park bench. Does, right. he do, thanks, does he do? Does he do consulting work for a swing set? I'll have to figure that Ding out. Ding Incorporated. Ding Ding Incorporated. <laughs> Ding Ding Incorporated. What do you What do you want to make into a pot pipe? You got a Buick? Yeah. You got a bell over there? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Ding Ding. Ding, ding. <laughs> ding Ding Incorporated. What do you want to turn it into a pot pipe? <laughs> oh my god. Dodge dart? We can do that. Here's a text from somebody. We've we've talked about this before. It says, grown, married, still sleep with a stuffed animal every night. Aw. We've so talked about nice. that before. People who won't, who are full-on adults that won't give those I up. hate to admit it, but every night I sleep with a swing set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve, I saw, it was the dumbest thing. Um, it, you could turn, you, you could buy something that looks like a key. Yeah. And that's a pot pipe. And you oh, you just put it on your keychain. And then, okay, and then. You had this thing that you take around with you all day that just stinks like pot. Right. Yeah. Why do your keys smell like pot? Oh, because it's actually a pipe. Yeah. Or just why don't you just turn your pot pipe into a key? Uh, let me go to Rita. Hello, Rita. Hey. Hey, what's hey. up? Hey. 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 You guys might remember me, but eight years ago, now listen, I told you that I had Sid Vicious's hash pipe cleaner and I hung it on my Christmas tree. Sid Vicious' hash pipe cleaner. You would think I would remember something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's, I don't know why we forgot on yeah. this show, Rita. Go ahead. Well, I did. So what I do is, like, my kids, their first mittens, the little mittens with the string that goes through their arms. Yeah. I make them into Christmas ornaments. I have my Speedy Alka-Seltzer boy that was mine when I was a baby. I have their first uh, uh, binkies, and I... Tie a big red bow on them, put in the Christmas tree. We even do our castles. So that way, when you take stuff out, all the stuff you have in drawers, you don't know what to do with. Mm-hmm. When you take it out at Christmas time, you're like, oh, do you remember this? And oh, do you remember this? It, it, mm. it, so, so are you saying like one, one half of your tree is little mementos from your kids and the other half is from rock stars that OD'd? <laughs> you know, it's rock and roll. It's okay. Like <laughs> oh, my God. You got like Jim Morrison's glasses. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Hanging on. Janis Joplin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. All right. Syringe, thank you. Syringes. And... Thank you, Rita. We're playing your song for you. All right. Anyway, it's, uh, it was just, it was something we, I was not prepared for. I, you know, when, when you, when you, you know something you're going to say to someone expecting a certain response yeah. right. and, and you don't get that response. It's like, wow, okay. If you're just tuning in, we told my daughter, you know, we were going to ask her, when when do you think we should get rid of the swing set? Expecting, oh, let's hold on to it for another year. It was like, she literally said to me, well, we're going to have to eventually get rid of it. So why don't we just rip the Band-Aid off? <gasps> Ow. So, uh, we still haven't made a decision on it yet, even though she full. No, wait a year. If if someone, well, let let me just ask you this. If someone were, if you offer to a neighbor, but if not, if maybe like a, like a a center or something for kids, if they were able to to come get it, would you offer it up? I don't know if uh, places like that would do that because I think they want commercial grade. I mean, this is a good, I mean, the the, the company that your friend owns is top level. Yeah, most definitely. But um, I'm not really sure. Oh, we have the Mike Douglas song. Oh. Uh, Steve, this is... Uh, it is. Yeah, listen to this. 
man in my little girl's life. It's completely schmaltz. Man in my little girl's life. Oh, my God. The man in my little girl's life. And he takes you through the different steps of the little girl's life. Listen, listen. It seems like only yesterday I can hear my little girl say, Daddy, there's a boy outside. His name is Rod. He wants to play in our backyard. Rod? Rod. His name is Johnny Ding Ding. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to turn the porch into a pot pipe. He's in the backyard. (laughs) His name is Rod. Can he, Daddy? Can he, Daddy? Oh, please, Daddy. (laughs) It's weird, right? Was it really so long ago? Was it? She'd come to me and she'd want to know, Dad, there's a boy outside. His name is. What's with the kid outside? What's with all the dudes? (laughs) What are you, flashing? Wait, did he say he won't leave? No, his, won't name leave. Is, his name is Lee. Oh, his he name won't, is Lee. He won't leave. He's got a van with rabbits on the side. His name is Heidnik. Oh, oh, my God. Daddy, there's a guy up front in his car. He has cheese. <laughs> that guy? His name is Lee. He wants to carry my books for me. Ah, uh, Can he, Dad? Is it all right, Dad? He's got freckles, Dad. He's got freckles, Dad. Hang on, he drives second. around sucking a pickle, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> this is a dude. Is this supposed to be a girl? Oh, it's a girl. It's that, a girl, but the, the guy's singing. Uh, is, is, so as the girl. Right, he's doing his little girl's. Okay. Gee, Dad, that's how you know it. Gee, Daddy. Yeah. He puts on that voice. The man in my little girl's life. And she gets older. I know Mike Douglas can sing like that. My little girl's life. Yeah, he started as a big band singer. Okay. Then came ponytails and jeans. My little girl was in her teens. Ah, Popsy. Popsy. There's a boy outside. His name is Tom. He wants to take me to the prom. Okay, Popsy. He's cute, Popsy. We'll be home early, Popsy. Hung like a horse, Popsy. <laughs> <laughs> like a Clydesdale, Popsy. Could split a log with that thing, Popsy. Ah, oh, Kenny, Popsy. <laughs> Looks like a bazooka, Popsy. Oh. <laughs> Just bud stuff, Popsy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Not pregnant stuff, Popsy. Or I knew it. Strictly rear door stuff, Popsy. Flown. And how my little girl had grown. Now... It was father who was full grown. <laughs> I was full grown. Okay. Sitting right there. Yeah. Couldn't believe it. I was looking at her hair. <laughs> Am I getting turned on by my own daughter? Ah, <laughs> oh, no. Oddly enough, I don't feel very sentimental listening to that. I, I know that it was, the intent was otherwise. Uh, I just wanted to impart this wonderful song. <laughs> Took a turn. And then he, she, she gets married, obviously. Mm. She gets the Mr. Right. That's what ends up happening? She meets Ron Jeremy. <laughs> oh. His name's the Hedgehog, well, Daddy. Well, she went through Rod and Lee and Tommy and Popsy. And Popsy. His name is Michael Hunt, Daddy. <laughs> Dick Azinia is his name. <laughs> his name is Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. We thank you, uh, I guess. Yeah. 
uh, for <laughs> this conversation. I think it's wonderful. Uh, we need to take a break because we have a guest coming up in a moment. Uh, I have more beer to give away. Oh yeah, we were oh. off for a couple of days, so we have to ke- we got to play catch up on uh, on the beer. Uh, Yards Philly Pale Ale. I'll take caller number uh, eleven two one five two six three WMMR. Uh, don't forget before you get tan, get pale Philly Pale Ale. It's the classic seasonable or I'm sorry sessionable brew uh, with clean hop finish. You can find Philly Pale Ale at Epps Beverages in Royersford. Wow. Two one five two six three WMMR. Give us a call right now. And uh, number eleven, you get it. When we return, we'll get Heather McDonald on, who's going to be at Healing Comic Club. Stay with us. Preston and Steve Show Podcast. Wait, turn up the sound. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I'm laughing at the stupidest stuff today. What? I was just giggling at this note that Marissa uh, handed to me. It says the bees ringtone is now posted, which is Casey saying this. Bees! But it says, was, did there used to be a porn magazine called Nuss? Yes, yeah. Yeah. It, was a, it was a Greek uh, porn magazine. Okay. It's, it's what I uh, we in fact uh, my we had an in, my neighbor had an interior fort in his garage. They were a Greek family, yeah. and so his dad had a Greek nus uh, magazines, and we would go up and we called it the nus hut. Okay, so that's where we'd go to uh, explore things um, porn related. Marissa wrote "bees ringtone" posted, and she wrote the word "now," but it looks like "nuss." And, <laughs> and I'm oh, just sitting here laughing at it, and I'm how, like, "How the hell is she referencing an old Greek porn magazine?" Exactly, it's posted, and I thought she was just just as an exclamation, "nuss." Nuss. Um, so, anyhow. Sure, man. That's where my mind is at today. Why not? Uh, and uh, we're going to segue right into our next guest. <laughs> that was a weird segue. Uh, we, she's been here before on a yeah. couple of occasions. She's going to be back in town, actually, tonight. Yeah. She's recording her podcast tonight. Yeah, Helium Comedy Club, and it's a juicy scoop. She'll be recording tonight, 8 o'clock, and then uh, shows tomorrow and Saturday, 7.30 and 10, both nights. Please welcome to the program, Heather McDonald. Hey! Hello, Heather. Hello. Hi. How are you? We're great. How you doing? Good. Happy to be back in Philly this weekend. So you're recording a Juicy Scoop, which is your 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 podcast, which is uh, does very well. Uh, and it's, I mean, there's an art to doing gossip, uh, and and you love it, right? I do love it. And when I do the live um, Juicy Scoop podcast, I mean, it's really like an hour and a half variety show. Like I do all these impressions that come out of characters. I have a screen up of like all the hot topics with like funny stories. I do our favorite show recap. So it's a lot. I, you know, and then on Friday and Saturday, I do my standup, which is totally different and is not about any of that stuff too much. So, um, you, so yeah, it's fun. It's, it's kind of wild because I, I listen, I, I scour stuff all day. Preston does as well. Mm-hmm. And we just go through these different things. And there's some people do like gossip reporting. Listen, we people don't like to admit it, but all we're all basically have some level of interest in gossip. It's, it's just in the nature of the beast. But like some like some websites, I like like you know Perez Hilton or or some of these others. Some of them do it well. Some of them do it don't do it well. For you, what's the key of um, curating good gossip? Well, I just make it entertaining. I'm yeah. not saying this stuff is true. I mean, what's great about some of these, like, tabloid <laughs> magazines that I'm right. the only person that still purchases is, like, the ridiculous way they're written. You know, like, I just got, like, a couple, and I'm reading them on the plane, and one says, 
Absolutely, Jen Aniston, an insider says, actually secretly engaged to Brad Pitt. And then, like, the next magazine, which might have been produced by, you know, at, by the same company, is, like, Brad, single in cans and loving it. <laughs> like, you know what? Who knows? Yes. But I like to be like a detective and kind of spread it out like I'm solving a murder and really try to figure <laughs> out what's the truth, what's the not. But then it's just like whatever – I just choose a story that I find juicy but that also could be kind of interesting. And I love when, like, a celebrity story – Somehow you could relate it to yourself. Like, well, you know what? That would piss me off, too, if I was with Brad Pitt. Like, you're never going to be with Brad Pitt. Like, right. don't worry about getting pissed off. But that's what I think makes it fun is when you could take a story and sort of relate it to our normal lives and, and make fun of it. So right. You know what, Heather? I, it makes I, us feel better. I curate the uh, the gossip, uh, the celebrity gossip uh, for a little report thing that we do. And what I just can't bring myself to report on are the real housewives. I just can't stomach it. Um, but do, you do go there, don't you? Well, I mean, if you, like you're only going to care if you watch the show. When you watch the show, you really get to know them. And I think there's such a hit with women because they're, you know, our age, their moms, like they're so ridiculous. And they have these sites that like <laughs> you would have if you weren't on a TV show. Like there's no way that you'd ever have dinner with this woman again if she threw a drink in your face at a yeah. dinner party you know, yeah. in front of a bunch of people. But you're all on a show together. So you have to keep going back. And essentially, the cast the same type of person. There's no Ethel to the Lucy. Like they're all, you know, A type personalities and thinks they're the greatest. They they are all have no self awareness. They're they're, they're, they're all they're all alphas, and and they and and of course, obviously, everyone just sort of, it's it's the big lie that you know everyone's looking for screen time. So D- Denise Richards is now on on one of the shows, and she's yes. she's revealing all of this stuff. I remember after the whole. Charlie Sheen thing came out. She was sort of playing the cards close to the vest and didn't want this information out for the kids. But now that she's on one of these shows, she's got to generate stuff that gets her screen time. So her latest thing was, you know, Charlie Sheen once brought a hooker to Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. You know, so... It's like, the greatest. It's, it, that, it, it's great to see them, like we were talking earlier about, you know, when, when a celebrity has a book out, like Chris Kattan has a book out. Uh-huh. So so now the stories start flying. They, they you know, and... and uh, I, we can't help it. We're sucked in. We want to see what they're talking about. Yes, and and tell your story, Moby, and your weird <laughs> story. Like oh, that's yeah. that, Natalie Portman. That. Yeah. What's yeah. your take on that whole thing? It, it's it's so bizarre. I mean, I I think it's so bizarre, but it's kind of great. I mean, <laughs> who knows what the truth is? But why would you be bragging about pursuing a girl that was eighteen when you were thirty four in this? <laughs> post me too era like just keep that story in your head like it only made him look gross and then to pursue it you know and then she's like ew i like man it was he was creepy and did they probably hang out and get together probably but you know it's just i guess he's got to stick with his story now but i mean that's probably one that i would have been like "Mm," or if i was the editor i would have been like "Mm, you you look a little old and creepy like a freshman at harvard um (laughs) yeah but i actually i love denise richards on the show because you know, always when there's somebody new. And she did, you know, during that time, I was always like, oh, my God, this woman is a saint. You know, she took the two little boys when the second wife went to, you know, drug rehab for the 21st time. And then then she reveals that she brought a meal to the to her ex-husband's hooker in the driveway on Thanksgiving. <laughs> and you're like, Mother Teresa returns in a form of Malibu Barbie. So mm-hmm. it's um, it's fun. It, 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 it's 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 pretty amazing, uh, you know. And especially now, because every 
they report it and then they vet it. You know, they, there's no, there's no, it, it, they just vomit it out and, and, and no stuff gets, gets reviewed. So uh, everybody runs with the story immediately. So you, you do the podcast twice a week? I do, yeah. And I mean, it's totally no politics either. So that's the other thing. Like, I'm just like, hey, come to my, you know, show and, you, you know, you could be so conservative and your best friend could be so liberal. Like, you'll have a good time. There's got to be, it could be one thing that's going to, like, make someone comfortable or piss them off. So with all, there's so much of that that you can go to and enjoy where people do it really well. So I'm like, look, I'm just staying in my lane. I'm done with housewives. And this is an escapism and gossip and celebrity gossip and so, you know, we're going to have our fun with that. Yeah. Uh, if you're just jumping in, Tether McDonald, she's going to be at Helium Comedy Club recording tonight, uh, Juicy Scoop at 8, and then performing uh, tomorrow on Saturday, 7.30, 10 o'clock, two shows each night. Um, tell us about your movement, Heather for Heathers, your Heather for Heather campaign. <laughs> My God, thank you. It has not taken off at all. Oh. <laughs> um, well, it's still a movement. I started a couple years ago when I realized that my name, Heather, was in jeopardy of being extinct, that there's no young Heathers. And one day, if we don't get together as fellow Heathers, we are going to become Gladys, and it's going to be over. Yeah. Gladys so, just is, and we talk, we've talked about this many times on the air, it just has that old woman ring to it. Yes. So it's like, and but Heathers have always been hot. Like, and, you know, we were all hot. There was never an unhot Heather. And when I meet them, they're still hot. We just have to get younger ones on the playground. <laughs> so what I ask Juicy Scoopers to do, which I call people to listen to my show, if you know a young girl who's pregnant with a girl, just really encourage them to name their daughter Heather. If they do name their daughter Heather, I will give a, them a handsome gift for baby Heather. And um, and point out Heathers that are young, you know, and let me know that they still exist. It's, it's really important. So it's called Heathers for Heathers, keeping Heathers hot for generations. Keep, um, no, and, uh, we we agree with this though. Do you have to? Do you have to be uh, logical about it? If if the if the mom to be is kind of a wreck, you, you know, do, do you? I mean, I, I hate to say this, but do you do you kind of look at the genetic tree and and try yeah. to guesstimate where the apple will fall? Yes, I didn't want to say that on the radio, but no, I just want attractive mothers. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we need yeah. we need more hot yeah, Exactly. So Brittany's another name that, that always sort of suggests hotness. Hotness, correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. and, and he- yeah. Heather, you had yeah. Heather Heather, uh, Heather Thomas, uh, you know, was uh, in, in for years ago, and, and Heather Locklear, and who, who are the other? Uh, you're, you're an attractive well, woman? What's hurting a Britney, too, is Britney Spears. Like, once there's a famous person out there that is a mess, like Heather Locklear's been struggling for a long time, people then don't <laughs> right. want to name their child that. Yeah, so it's true. Now, Britney Spears is, you know, so their name would probably be the next to be in jeopardy. If they want to jump on my bandwagon and, you know, do the same type of nonprofit, I'm, I'm okay with it. <laughs> Are you, you a know? legitimate nonprofit? Is that the, yeah, uh, did you file and all that stuff? Yes, of course. <laughs> of course, you have yeah. to. But I always think about charities. I'm always like, people always join a charity that's like self-serving. Like, if it's a disease, either they have it or someone that they love. And I'm like, you know, if I start a real charity, it should just be the disease that I'm terrified of ever getting. Because <laughs> what would be, like, how cool would that be to God that if I, I gave to something that had nothing to do with, I just didn't want to get that I would get it. I think more people should think about that when they start a charity. Right. No, what, okay. what disease yeah. are you terrified of right. getting and right. then work to fight it? Yeah, I, I love that. I love that mindset. Or you can actively live in excess uh, to get that particular disease and just know that you've been researching a cure for it down the road when you eventually do. Good that. 
Oh my God! Good point. Mm-hmm. There you go. So, you're, you're, are you celebrating, uh, or did you just celebrate your 19th anniversary? I did 19 years. So, I mean, with your lifestyle, and you are a hot Heather, and you're out on the road and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, you, you know, it, it, there's temptation, but everything is solid and good. What's the what's the secret to a successful marriage, especially considering what you do for a living? I mean, I'm just, at this point, I've gone this long, and it's like I do want to meddle, and I believe that Jesus will reward me on the other side for the sacrifices that I've made here. <laughs> there you go. And I think, I think there's a time where you think, like, okay, you know what, maybe there could be something else. And then you get to a certain point where you're like, oh, screw it. Like, let's just, let's just, you know, send the kids off to a college near a winery that we'd like to visit on weekends. <laughs> All in a day. Like, you know, it's just, like, exhausting. No, but... um I mean, I just, I mean, we've never, I've never, you know, neither of us have ever cheated. I've never, we've never gotten so mad that we've left the house and spent the night at a hotel. That's the advice I give dramatic girls that might be about to get married. I'm like, you can't be dramatic anymore. Like, you're getting married. This isn't your boyfriend. Like, you got to settle the argument quickly because yeah. you're wasting time. It, so that's you're the right. difference of when you make the commitment, you're like, you, and our we we do fight, but they're all, they are over quickly. I can't sometimes believe how quickly they get over with. Because when I'm in it, I'm just like, I am done. <laughs> Four minutes, like it's over with, you know. So yeah, I'm very lucky to have you know a husband that's uh, always been there for me, and we have a lot of fun together. And our, you know, we we you know it's it's cool to have a partner. I know a lot of people aren't. They said I a study came out saying that. Unmarried, childless women are the happiest subgroup of anyone on earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tis true. When we asked women with their spouse next to them, they said they were happy. And then when the spouse left the room, they were like, no, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I hate to break in with this, uh, Heather, yes. but I- I'm going to go to a phone call real quick. I have another Heather on the line. Hi, Heather. You're on the oh, air. My. Good morning. Oh, my God. Am I really on air? Yes. Awesome. Heather, I just wanted to say that I noticed the same thing about our name, that there are no longer any young Heathers. And then three and a half years ago when I was pregnant with my daughter, I tried to convince my husband to name her Heather because we were trying to think of something different for our daughter's name that everybody didn't have. I said, well, you don't see any young Heathers anymore. And he just didn't go for it. He didn't go for it? Well, get pregnant again. (laughs) No, that's not happening. But that's another thing. Like, Thanks, why Heather. Is that every man is a sister? Like, it's totally great if you name your your son after your husband. But when a woman names a daughter her name, people are like, mm, little narcissistic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I named actually my daughter after me as well. And, and that, uh, I think, throws people off as well, to have your daughter named after her father. Um, what I think needs to happen, though, is is like the Disney Channel or one of these shows... They need to have a character named Heather on their show. Like totally Heather. Like totally Heather. Yeah. Or something like that. And then you would be able to have a resurgence. I agree. You are 100% right. That is a perfect plan. I will get on writing children's TV shows. Here you go. <laughs> you don't have enough to do. And the idea was born right here. How about that? Oh, my God. Genius. I love it. I well, solved it. Listen, Heather, sorry we didn't get a chance to see you in person this time around, but we'll do it again, I'm sure. Uh, but just yes. going to remind everybody that the podcast recording, uh, Juicy Scoop, is tonight, 8 o'clock at Helium Comedy Club. And then you'll be doing shows tomorrow and Saturday, 7.30 and 10. And uh, we hope you have a great time when you're back in Philly. I will. Thank you so much. Anytime. Let's hear it for Heather yeah. McDonald, guys. Yeah. 
All right, we got to take a break and come back in uh, just a moment, dear friends. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Greta Van Fleet. Mark Morton with Chester Bennington. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. Let us begin, dear friends. Uh, We'll start with a refugee traveling from Morocco has been pictured stashed inside a car glove box. A glove compartment? While others trying to cross the border were rescued from an engine compartment in a dump truck. Did you see the picture of this? What are you looking at? It's, it's. Oh Do you remember God. the movie um, uh, uh, Top Secret? Top Secret, yeah. yes. <laughs> Dude. So, but that that was a whole engine block. This is a gu- this is a glove compartment. How? How? Basically, they they hollowed out the entire dashboard, and he's inside that. But when you open the glove box, you can see like his torso I love and part that. of his chin. He managed to do it anyhow. Hey, you got five uh, ketchup packets in here. Uh, so he was one of the three people discovered in dangerous conditions inside vehicles at so, the border of uh, Beni Enzar, Morocco, with the, in, within the space of three hours. Are you saying there's actually little people in the radio? Uh, there may be. Yeah, yeah. For all, all right. we know, there might be actual human beings in there. A fourth person, a uh, 20-year-old man of African origin, was found earlier in the day hidden in the base of a dump truck where he was in danger of being crushed by the vehicle's axles. One of the best I ever saw, Preston, was a guy who was actually in the seat. So that he Oh, would, yeah. Yeah. They do that a lot. Yep, but yep. some of them are better than the others. Uh, officers shared a picture of a man in his 20s hiding behind a car's dashboard while another person <laughs> was found behind a car's <laughs> rear seats. There you go, Steve. There's the old rear seat thing. Uh, Morocco has become a point of access for undocumented African immigrants to cross into Europe. Three people have been arrested. The latest case follows other attempts to cross into uh, Malila after two men were discovered hiding inside mattresses strapped to the top of a van in January. Here's the holy grail, the cup holder. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. (laughs) Two people in the cup holder. That I want to see. Goals. Police are looking for a Lyft passenger who was caught on camera savagely attacking his driver in the middle of a ride in Queens. We were this watching this yesterday. Horrible footage. This guy just getting the crap beat out of him. Yeah, from behind. A video of Thursday's brutal attack was provided by driver Eduardo Madiedo, uh, who was not seriously injured in the attack. The footage shows... The, the pickup uh, beginning normally enough. A woman and a man both get into the car. They ask to be driven to Mount Sinai Hospital. The male passenger appears to be in some sort of obvious distress. He's in lying down in the back seat. He's moaning. He then takes off his sweatshirt and then irately asks the driver to speed up and start to weave through traffic. Well, uh, Madiedo pushes back, telling the passenger, excuse me, uh, if you're going to be disrespectful, I'll just pull over right now. And that the dude immediately goes off. He starts wailing on the driver from the back seat. I mean, punch after punch after punch. And then he tries to get into the front seat of the car, which was still moving. And he's grabbing for the wheel. Yeah, the two passengers then got out of the car, and the man hits uh, Madiedo again before running off. Police are now looking to question the man, and Lyft says that the passenger has been permanently banned from the service. 
Um, Adidiedo, meanwhile, says he's not sure if he's ever going to drive Lyft again. He may have just beaten him right out of the business. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, that's the, the the downfall of having Lyft compared to like a you know driving a taxi. You don't have that little partition, right? Which you well, know, I wonder if you were. I wonder if you are an Uber driver and you use your car, or a Lyft driver and you use your car very often. This is your main source of income. Would it behoove you? And are you legally okay with putting a divider between the front seat and the back seat? That's a good question. Not sure. A Japanese man on a flight from Mexico City to Japan died on Friday after he reportedly ingested 246 bags of cocaine and began having seizures shortly after the flight departed. I, they used to just hand out snacks. Yeah, and if you're don't overdo it. 246. That's crazy. Stop it's a long flight. Pace yourself. Uh, the flight made an emergency landing in Mexico's Sonora State, and the unidentified 42-year-old man died from a cerebral edema. He reportedly started his journey in Colombia and was declared dead at the airport. We have a slider and small bag of chips, and the other option is 246 bags of cocaine. Uh, a statement from the pro- prosecutor's office uh, Office said a crew noticed a person suffering convulsions and requested to make an emergency landing. The small bags were found in his stomach and intestines during the autopsy. Massachusetts authorities say a group of Jewish teens played a key role in saving the life of a drowning man who had a tattoo of a swastika on him. There you go. Yeah, it happened Thursday night as the four youths, all students at an Orthodox Jewish high school, spotted the body of a man partially submerged in Chestnut Hill Reservoir. Uh, Officer Carl Muschioli said that the two teens ran to his patrol car and alerted him. Muschioli says that he rushed down to the embankment Pulled the man from the water and noticed he had a Nazi symbol tattooed on his hand. Uh, he says the unidentified students told him they didn't regret helping the man despite his anti-Semitic tattoo. Let's just say the man is expected to make a full recovery. I wish we had a Jewish version of the Baywatch theme. That'd be oh, great. my God. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't that be great? <laughs> I can't even wrap my mind around no. that, to be honest. Oy Some vey- people say in the darkness. That would be perfect for oh, it. would be awesome. Oy Baywatch. Oy Oy they watch. Watch. Yeah. Nice. It'll work. Nice work, man. Uh, let's see. Passengers mm. on a theme park ride were reportedly thrown from it due to a malfunction. The incident occurred at Castle Park in Riverside, California, Saturday afternoon. Was it a malfunction or part of the coolest new ride ever? Uh, there was apparently a malfunction on the log ride, which left three people injured. And there are conflicting reports as to whether all three passengers were thrown from the ride or if it was just one. The accident occurred when one of the ride's water pumps seemingly malfunctioned. Uh-oh. Uh, the pump was responsible for filling up one of the ride's splash zones while the... <laughs> While the incident is still being investigated, it's believed that the malfunction caused the ride to travel at a faster than normal speed. I know it's not really funny, but I just have this vision of my head. You know where they, yeah. they hit the big splash moment? Right. <laughs> where they go down that hill and just doink. Yeah, yeah. And just nothing. A little anticlimactic. <laughs> well, I thought there'd be more water. Yeah. So uh, when the incident, while the incident is still being investigated, it's believed that the malfunction caused the ride to travel, like I said. Uh, I just repeated myself. Uh, so anyhow, medical crews were able to remove all three of its riders of the riders from the water. Uh, one of the victims, a woman, was taken to a nearby hospital. Unfortunately, she was in critical condition, oh. so that's bad. I would, if I was on a ride like that and something like that happened, I might be inclined initially to think it's part of the way the ride goes. Yeah. You know. Uh, the other two are being treated for minor injuries, according to some guests. The ride had been closed earlier in the day, but reopened before the alleged malfunction occurred. So uh, who knows what uh, went on with that. All right, and then one more story. Officials say an Ohio man attacked by a bull Whoa. while he was checking on tending a northwestern Pennsylvania gas well earlier this month has died. 
Uh, the Erie County Coroner's Office said 69-year-old Clovis Stevens died on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Stevens died of multiple blunt force trauma. Oh, jeez. Authorities earlier said the property owner reported seeing his bull near a pickup truck alongside the well, and he found the bull standing over a man. He said that he got the bull away, and the man was able to get up and into his truck. The owner uh, then had to shoot the bull because it tried to attack him, too. Uh, Steve was, was taken by ambulance to a hospital, unfortunately, dead on arrival. That's terrible. I hate, I hate ending on a story like that. Sorry, but yeah. you got to report it. Yep, yep. It's what makes the world bizarre. Ooh, and that it does. And there you go, friends. That is the B-File for you. We are going to take a break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Make sure you stay with us. Return shortly. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Facebook, Twitter, you know, the usual places. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR, everything that rocks, that is Green Day. When I come around, this is not Preston Elliott. This is uh, Casey Boy. I'm stepping into uh, Preston's seat right now. This is how we work <laughs> it when uh, Preston has to vamoose and he's taking care of a couple things. So uh, we'll hold down the fort and finish off the show in fine form, right? Yes, yes. In fact, um, we have a couple of mentions that we need to do. If you want to do that yeah. one, that's co- kind of a butt plug, right? Yeah, it's sort of a butt plug. It's for uh, Castle Rock North, which is today's coolest uh, teacher school. And Mr. CRN, which is Mr. Council Rock North, is a male beauty pageant in the style of Miss America. They say here the contestants are judged on their bios, talents, uh, pickup line, and Q&A. It's a bit of a hot mess, they say, in a good way. It's to benefit uh, this student whose name is Kyle Gray. Currently, he's a freshman who is uh, diagnosed with cancer. So they're doing this benefit tonight at 7. And, Nick, I'll give this over to you if you could post. Uh, it's already up on the website. Oh, it's already, already up. It. Yep. We're good to go. And that's from Mike Fink. So if you want to support this, it seems like a very worthy cause. Uh, it's Mr. CRN tonight at Castle Rock North in the auditorium. There you go. There, and right. now I have a shard out, and this is uh, from uh, Marissa Walsh, who, who works here at, uh, at Beasley. Uh, she says her now old roommate Anna and her boyfriend Nate are moving to Colorado this week. She is an avid podcast listener and will definitely continue even on the other side of the country. Says that they always talk about hilarious things that we do, and she's particularly a huge fan of Preston's laughs. So <laughs> this is a giant uh, goodbye shard out to uh, Anna and her boyfriend Nate. Good luck in Colorado. There you go. All right, so we got that out of the way, and now we can just move on to business as usual, uh, which is the lesson question. Uh, Nick got some good questions today, Steve. We're going to go a, good sign. a little bit later on in the show. Uh, what is the name of the vagrant who sleeps with Steve's wife and lives in Mount Airy? Again, that's what is the name of the vagrant who sleeps with Steve's, uh, with your wife, Steve, and lives in Mount Airy? If you know the answer, please call 215-263-WMMR. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, Steve. All right, uh, Angelina and Brad Pitt's daughter Shiloh Jolie Pitt celebrated her 13th birthday on Memorial Day. Refreshingly, Shiloh decided to forego an audacious Hollywood party and asked just to spend the day at home watching two gorillas fight each other with chainsaws. Oh, my God. Seems a little spoiled to me. Jersey Shore's Ronnie Ortiz Magro posting a not-so-bailed swipe at his on-again, off-again girlfriend Jen Harley saying he needs to stop dating stupid people. Said Magro, quote, I only wants to date it in people, which is the smarterest. <gasps> and finally, Mandy Moore achieving a personal goal by making it to the base camp of Mount Everest at 17,700 feet. Moore says she can't take all the credit, thanking the Sherpa who gave her the piggyback ride up. 
<laughs> and that's your Hollywood trash. All right. We are going to move on. The question for the lesson learned today was, uh, what is the name of the vagrant who sleeps with Steve's wife and lives in Mount Airy? We're going to the phones. This is the hardest part of uh, what I got to do here. We're going to go to, I believe, Joe on line three. Joe, are you there? Casey boy. Hey. What's up, brother? Hey, Oh, thank yeah, you. There we go. Yeah, there we go. Very well done. Uh, okay, so uh, we have the answer up on here. I don't know. There was a Mount Airy in a German town. Yeah. Oh. All right. So, so what answer? What answer is your answer, Joe? The answer I got was he was a monkey, and his name was Monkey. Mm, Casey, what do you have over there? I, I believe that's, uh, that's that's not right, guys. That's not yeah, right. that's no. not right. Uh, you, you, you got you got a name, but that you you talked you were talking you were thinking of the German town, yeah, a vagrant, and we need the Mount Airy vagrant. He it's, was listening. It's but, a uh, distinction, and we appreciate you listening. But the question was asked: Mount Airy vagrant. All right, so we're going to go to Gary on line four. Gary, yes. All right, what is the name of the vagrant that this is all pretend, by the way, that <laughs> sleeps with my wife? Piglet is right. Yay! Yay! It's all a joke, by the way, honey. I was just kidding. Make it up. <laughs> all, all right. right. What is that? What does he win, Casey? Well, I'm going to put him on hold real quick. Uh, Gary, you've won yourself a family four pack of Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I'm sorry, Thursday, Friday, or Sunday passes to Wizard World Philadelphia, courtesy of Wizard World. Gear up for a fun-filled weekend as Wizard World Philadelphia comes to the Pennsylvania Convention Center. June 13th through the 16th, meet celebrities from Supergirl, Gotham, and more. Kids 10 and under are free. Visit wizardworld.com for more information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, so Kathy's going to take care of music news today. Yes, I am. Slash confirmed that Guns N' Roses will start work on new music in the fall, although previously said uh, there was the potential for the partially reunited group to record new songs. He had been reluctant until this point to say that fa- to, uh, to say that fans could definitely expect to hear fresh material from the band. He said, the thing is, we haven't really done anything yet, and I don't like to say anything. You know how people used to promote stuff and lie through their teeth, so I just wanted to be honest about it, and so there was really no telling what we were going to do at this point. I think that's the way to go, and so the only so the last what was called Guns N' Roses music, new Guns N' Roses music, was Chinese Democracy, right? Yeah, it was called that, but it wasn't. But it wasn't really Guns N' Roses. So this this yeah. would be the full band recording, or the the fullest version of the band recording new stuff, correct? I hope so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. I think right. that's what it's saying. He went on to say, at this point, I do know that we are going to do this of uh, this run of fall shows, and we've already started working on stuff, so there you go. Slash also denied a recent rumor that he had already been over to singer Axel Rose's home studio to record, which was sparked when a photo of his gear allegedly being delivered to Rose's house showed up online. But he added, I am excited about we- what we've got going on and everything, so it's going to be cool. Pierre is going to speak with Duff McKagan soon, so maybe he'll be able to address these rumors as well yeah very cool bad wolves recently completed work on their second album and intend to release the disc in the fourth quarter of 2019 according to an interview with singer tommy vex the band recorded in several different studios tracking guitars and bass in los angeles i'm sorry las vegas vocals in los angeles and drums in nashville Guitarist Doc Coyle was recently asked by Australian outlet Loud about the sound of the new album, saying it's diverse. There's stuff that's probably heavier, more heavy than the last album, and then there's stuff really catchy, kind of more mainstream stuff to cover that end of it, and a lot of stuff in the middle, he says. It always cracks me up when they 
verbally describe what the music will sound like. Right. You know, and uh, they always say the same stuff. Of course, they're going to say it's catchy, and they're going to say... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, most, <laughs> they always default to usually darker, it's, it's more innovative, and it usually ends up sounding like the same stuff. But that's... It's always... Their, their assessment is always... Yeah. Pretty funny. And they never know exactly what's going to resonate most with their, their listening audience. No. And and the whole concept of um, when they put stuff like this together and you're giving multiple locations as they're doing piecemeal, you know, I, I, albums have been recorded sometimes, you know, where they just do it in one, like Joe Jackson years ago used to do albums in full one take mode, oh, you geez. know. And I think the Beatles used to do that as well, yeah. at, at, at least at some level. But now it's like the drums were recorded in this city, and it's all, all all over the place. It's a weird way to assemble music. There's a documentary on uh, Netflix right now. It's uh, behind the scenes of like John and Yoko, and uh, you know, the, above was, us only sky. Yes, that's what it's called, right? Yeah, and it's what's really interesting is is uh, they're it, it, when they were releasing I can't stand you <laughs> when they're releasing Imagine. Yeah, that wasn't the single. That was the B side. Yeah, that's and, right. Yeah, and I can't remember the name of what the single was going to be, but um, whoever the producer, somebody was, was you know, turned it over and started listening to Imagine. What is this? Yeah. Oh, it's just this song. That's you know. happened more often than you would uh, believe throughout the history of uh, of rock and, and music in general, where the B side ends up being the one that that jumps. Most of the time, record companies, or at least the people who are paid to do this, or used to be paid to do this. We'll get it right. Yeah. We'll pick the song that, that pops. But sometimes it's the one they're they're not focusing in on that becomes the big hit. Going back to recording different parts, though, is it done more often like that now? I, I think now because of the nature of you know the way you can send files. I, I think I think Tool did that. Well, and- also it doesn't cost as much because you're not going through tape. Yeah, 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 yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. like, it's, it's what all... What a pain in the ass, though. Like, forever, mm-hmm. for whoever's putting that together. Well, I would think you'd want to be... It's the same thing, like, when radio... We talked about this, where radio shows will be like, uh, you know, Kevin and Bean for years. Uh, I think it was Bean or Kevin was in an entirely different city, and they were, you know... In a uh, different time zone. Yeah, you're right. It's like, how do you... Don't you want to... <laughs> Be around the people you're creating with? It seems kind of weird. Well, I think... that's like, talk about the chemistry and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. then what happens when they go on stage, you know? Like, is it there? Oh, <laughs> pleased to meet you. Well, <laughs> yeah. then they'll, they'll rehearse, you well, know? I know, but it just seems weird that they're putting it together, I mean, you know, in different cities. Yeah. yeah it, that's, you know, I guess it's, I don't even know if it's called old school well, there, anymore. There's it's... a uh, there's a band now, it's an old band, they're called the Postal Service, and Kath, they, they yeah, lived on, them. they didn't, they lived on different coasts, and, oh and the reason they're named... The postal service because they would send tapes to each other. Wow! Hey, I'm working on this, and then that's how they would make their songs. Oh my gosh, interesting. Uh, Vex recently revealed that Bad Wolves recorded another cover following the band's massive breakout success last year with its rendition of the 1993 Cranberries classic "Zombie." Papa Roach released the official music video for "Not the Only One," the latest single taken from the band's current album "Who Do You Trust." The clip was shot in Aberdeen and Leeds on Papa Roach's recent headline tour of the UK. Singer Jacoby Shaddock said. About the clip, I love to get out on my bike to get my blood pumping and see the sights in the town before we hit the stage. It must be adorable to see him pedaling around <laughs> so I took, like Pee Wee Herman. So I took a camera out and rocked the song, shot it with a director on a few rides on our latest UK tour, which obviously gave us incredible scenery. It was the perfect vibe for the song. He looks, uh, it looks a little bit uh, more together. Yeah, um, he, he kind of looks, looks healthier. Like, he does look healthier. He looks healthier, absolutely. Oh, well, I'm, I'm actually glad to see that because... Um, yeah, yeah. We saw him. He went not to a healthy. tough. <laughs> we, yeah, we did. There was a lot more pus when we saw him. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah. And I, the, the the new songs sound good too. I wasn't like a huge Papa Roach fan, 
Um, but the the new stuff that they're releasing, I'm like, okay, I can get behind this. Well, Not the Only One has already been streamed more than six million times worldwide. Wow. There you go. Uh, and that's your music news. Oh. All right, well done. See? Hey. She held up the 4.9. Nice, so you <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, we like, totally need him. He's <laughs> off taking care of business. So uh, we'll take a break and be back after this. Well, before we do that, I have all these giveaways. It's Thursday. Oh, well, it's Thursday and we give have away. all of these give giveaways. Give like the wind. So right now, if uh, we'll do caller Kathy. What number? Uh, 13. Caller number 13. You get a pair of tickets. Gets to see Indiana Jones Raiders of the Lost Ark Saturday, June 15th at The Man. You can watch the movie on a 40-foot screen paired with the epic score, and it's cool. all performed live by the Reading Symphony Orchestra. You can go to mancenter.org if you want to buy tickets. And now we'll take a break and be back after this. Our next MM Archive session features Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings visiting the station prior to their TLA concert this Thursday. It's another in our series of our close encounters of the rock kind, hosted by Pierre Robert. If you'd like to attend, listen to Pierre's show to win an invitation to join us for the MM Archive session with Duff McKagan and Shooter Jennings from your up-close and personal station, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. 93.3 93.3 WMMR, everything rocks with the wallflowers, one headlight. And, um, I'm Casey Boy. I'm not pressing, <laughs> I'm not pressing Elliot. Sure. Sure. It gets a little awkward, but you are Casey Boy. I can verify it. You're doing a fine job. I feel like to I leave need, a little bit early. I feel like I need to apologize. No, not it's not a letdown. It's an extra bonus. It's like when you come across, it's like a, a, an extra scene at the end of a Marvel movie. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but you're getting a little uh, little uh, show plus, as we like to call it. Yeah, so Preston is getting uh, some tests done for, like, it's pregnancy. Allerg- <laughs> uh, allergies. Yes. I think he's pregnant. They're, they're elaborate, though. They go for, like, hours and hours and hours. So he basically has to, they give him what they believe he might be allergic to, a sample of it. He sits there for about five hours to see if it presents symptoms. Yeah. And that's how he knows. I mean, so, Kathy, you went through the whole elaborate process, you right? Know, I didn't have to do that. Well, you were doing like food allergies, mine right? W- yeah, but mine was like just used with a little needle and they injected just underneath like the first layer of skin and mine was like immediate, so I didn't have to, you okay. know, stay oh, okay. that long. But his, like, and his didn't pop up until five hours in, so yeah. he has to sit the whole time. Yep. So, I mean, he's literally prepared like he's going on a flight to California. Right. He's, he's got, got movies, got, books. Yeah. Uh, he's got his uh, his self-pleasuring book from the, uh, what, uh, seven 1978 or whatever. Did he actually? Bring I think that he with probably him? brought it with him. I, I don't think you're allowed to up see on that. social media. <laughs> no. That'll that'll creep him out in the waiting room if he's reading that. But uh, so it was a good show today. Yeah, right? it was. a lot of fun. And he'll, a, be, he'll be back tomorrow, by the way. Yes, we yeah. had uh, Heather McDonald on earlier, who is our guest. She's at Helium uh, tonight and over the weekend. Uh, not much else to recap, right? In the way of uh, guests, we're all set with that. No, we're looking for the coolest teacher though from Council Rock North. Right. High school in Newtown, PA. Spoke so. about their charity event tonight. The information is on com. But, yes, the voting is going on right now. And uh, that is all brought to us by com. And, um, yeah, so if you vote, you text the word teacher followed by the teacher's name to 39333. Simple as that. And I think, honestly, the reaction so far by the teachers has been really good. Yeah. Because, honestly, this is the time of year where you get to say thank. Uh, look, I had some great teachers uh, in school, and I think they make a difference. Though, my, though I did have a crappy music teacher in elementary school, I have to say. Well, uh, but uh, you know, he stuck me with the trombone. Pierre it was really horrible. But uh, but uh, that said, it's a great way. Preston was incited to do the uh, the coolest teacher because. His kids were helped by the, the teachers at the, the schools they were going to, and I think it's a wonderful thing. So the reaction's been great. Yeah, and I think you get a different perspective on teachers as a parent 
Because I, I'm the same way. I was like, I always thought teachers suck. You stink. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then you uh, you send your kids for school, and you're like, oh, my gosh, these guys are like the backbone of her. I have no kids, yeah. but I know that the teachers would be wonderful with our cats. Yes. I just have a feeling. So <laughs> that alone is enough to, <laughs> to warrant the whole thing. So uh, the procedure here, we, uh, we should... Uh, Probably do the letter, right? Well, Pierre, are you ready for this? I am. So All right. Kristen and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the and, daily letter. And today, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you by the letter? A as in animal. 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 All right. This is a three-letter word, and the prize is a pair of VIP passes to Wizard World Philadelphia, courtesy of Wizard World. Uh, he can gear up for a fun-filled weekend as Wizard World Philly Comes to the Pennsylvania Convention Center June 13th through the 16th. You can meet celebrities from Supergirl, Gotham, and more. Kids 10 and under are free. You can visit wizardworld.com for more information. I think I might be doing a panel with oh, no uh, the comic book gurus at Wizard World. Oh, that's great. So uh, I'm, I'm still hashing out the specifics, but Very I, cool. I think that's going to be the case. Have you ever been to... Uh... Was it, you're 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 a big Star Trek fan. Pierre. I went to a Star Trek convention once yeah. and saw Leonard Nimoy speak. It's pretty uh, wild, isn't it? It was, it was quite wild. Yeah, um, I, I don't think I think that's the only one I ever went to. I've been to a couple uh, in my much geekier stages. Uh, I remember there was a guy. I think I decided to tap out when there was a guy in front of me with an entire uh, backpack full of cans of Fresca what? that Why? fell off his back. Well, this is the you know and fell off during uh, I think. Um, Maybe Shatner was talking, and the cans were all rolling around oh, the floor. Geez. And I'm like, "All right, maybe this is not my scene." But uh, now it's it's bigger than ever. These things generate yeah. huge money. So, well, and they get some pretty heavy people at uh, you know the comic cons and such. So, well, yeah, especially you know, Wizard World, and then the Monster Mania in, right. in town does right. uh, the, the, in Cherry Hill. They 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 draw big. So man. it's a great place that people watch. I, I yeah. think I would rather go to these things just to watch the people around us. Yes, and the sideshows. And than... always remember that they're looking at you too. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, one of, you're one of the attendees. So, uh, anyway, so it was a good show. But uh, I want to find out what's going on with you today, Pierre. And what's on your show? Well, uh, we will have workforce blocks of live and the Clash and Audio Slave, and uh, we'll also um, be recording an MM archive session today with Duff McKagan uh, and Shooter Jennings, and they will be opening their tour at the TLA tonight on South Street. Uh, about a 10-city uh, tour. Both of these guys have pretty heavy credentials, Duff yeah. with Guns N' Roses and Velvet Revolver and a number of other bands, um, and uh, and a lot of musicality, for lack of a better word, running through both of their bloodstreams. Shooter Jennings is son of Waylon Jennings. I uh, love Waylon Jennings. Who could not yeah. love Waylon Jennings? But, you know, between the two of them, can you just imagine the stories that they've got, whether we'll get them to tell any or not? I don't know. But, um, you know, growing up in the Waylon Jennings household, I can't even conceive of it. What was that? Was it the, the Highwaymen? Was that the, um, uh-huh. the, the, uh, the, the, he had like Chris Christopherson and a couple of other, do you remember the other guys in that uh, well, collective? Willie Nelson. Willie Nelson. <coughs> and um, uh, Chris Christopherson. I don't remember the fourth. I think there were four of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, how did this thing even happen? This this is pairing between yeah. him and Duff McKagan. Yeah. Well, I don't that's know. that's one of my my questions. I do know that Shooter Jennings moved to L.A. Um, and got a band together, and uh, one of his influences was GNR. Um, but somehow they um, they crossed paths. Shooter Jennings produced the whole album, and Shooter Jennings has had he's over forty. He's had a ton of bands he's been in, um, and they call it. It's not. It's like they used to have new metal. They would have all these categories of right, music. Right. His is is 
Is it called outlaw country? They classify him uh, some kind of it, rock country outlaws. It's ballsier country. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, uh, I kind of that stuff. I'm, I'm kind of cool with the yeah. original Highwaymen. By the way, Johnny Cash was the fourth. There Cash, you right. go, Johnny Cash, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, and uh, Chris Christopherson, right. and they were great. Yeah, amazing. So I mean, you know, but he had all those people around his household when he was a kid. Yeah, you know, oh here's Johnny Cash, no big deal for him, but. I mean, pretty amazing. And now, if you had now today, if you had Johnny Cash around your house, that'd be something to talk that about. Would be something, <laughs> even more so than when he was alive. It's I a couldn't believe it. Hell of a story. So that's happening today, and it's going to be played. Well, back. we're going to record that today, and um, we'll play that back sometime next week. Okay, cool, cool. So, um, be a fun day. All right, so we're going to do. Uh, we're just going to move on. Yes. Thank our sponsors for the morning. Uh, Preston and Steve Show today has been brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. And it's also brought to you by West Virginia Tourism. It draws you in. It pulls you back. It's pure and unspoiled. West Virginia, almost heaven. Tomorrow on Tomorrow our on show, the show. What do we have going on, Case? It's actually going to be an awesome day of in-studio guests. We had a, uh, a last-minute substitution that turned out being better. pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think it's better. We were going to have Sally Struthers in studio yeah. tomorrow, but now, instead, we're going to have Anson Williams and Adrian Zemed. Actually, just Adrian Zemed. That's fine. Just I, even better. We do just, not like Anson Williams. Uh, I hate that so, And now that it's just Adrian Zemed, Anson Williams, by the way, is now... Now forming the new highwaymen, uh, so he will be uh, going on with Shooter Jennings. But anyway, so that's pretty cool. Who else? Uh, and then uh, before that, we'll have Chris Red from Saturday Night Live. He's going to be in our studio. Very as well. nice. He's performing at uh, Punchline this weekend. So uh, that is all, all we can rage on. All right. Well, yes. Well, Press oh. will be back tomorrow. We'll have a uh, whole complete Friday show, a good wrap up to a three day week, and the uh, the Word of Week prize. All that stuff, as Preston says, rage on. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Yeah, we're back in this whole pattern again. Here it is, been cooped up all day inside work. Soon as you get out of work, up here comes the storm. It's worse than getting hit right in the ball sack. Next message. All right, all right, all right. I just want to say thank you to the smoking hot brunette walking down the street shaking your ass. Bad news is now I got to call my boss and explain to him why I crashed my truck. Next message. Is it necessary to ride my ass up the highway? Literally. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.